I'm a Beardo. Are you a Beardo? The original. The OG Beardo? Are you, you are a Beardo. I'm definitely a Beardo. Beardo? All right. I get the looks. That's right. We're the changing looks. it up. Nice. It's, uh, I can't remember what, what the special day of this weekend is, but it's something. There's some sort of special thing going on about today. Hot dog and Maybe roast it's, wait, pig day. No, no, it's it's tomorrow. It's get drunk and barbecue day, there right? There you go. Oh. Yeah. oh, okay. All right. So uh, we're changing it up. We've got, uh, this is not Beard Talk Live, although if you're watching over at watch.freetalklive.com or video. Yeah, FCC, no it com, isn't. We, we must remember now that uh, since there's two of us here who did the uncensored show last night, we've got to remember to do self-censoring here today. If it were Beer Talk Live, it would be the second best episode of Beer Talk Live because I'm here again. (laughs) No ego there. (laughs) And he's humble, too. (laughs) So humble. The beard makes him humble. (laughs) It's magnificent. (laughs) Uh, It is Free Talk Live, the Sunday night edition. Playing the part of Nikki Sunshine will be Peakless Mountaineer today. <laughs> boo! Boo! Yeah, boo. yeah I'm, uh, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I am not pe- playing the part of Nikki. Look, no I offense, cannot but, get away with that. But you are far less attractive. That, that's why I cannot get away with that. Uh, yeah. I mean, Nikki Sunshine fair, is She's the other off one who today. knows medical stuff, so there's that. She's on remote assignment remote assignment yeah that's right and she's, she's so so she's the one who changes the channel on the television <laughs> that was me when i was growing up by the way <laughs> parents didn't you know own a tv with a remote control so of course you know they would yell at the kids to hey go change the channel for me hey get me a beer out of the fridge hey you know kids my are... grandpa had a vcr with a corded remote yes to, like plug it in and then string it back to his chair yeah did it nice. have the squiggly cord no it was a straight just cord. a straight cord, straight cord. Wow. old school yeah right? that is old school. but you never get that problem where like it just doesn't quite get the angle right and you can't quite turn or the it cord's in. not long enough yeah yeah to, to reach like the recliner or whatever mm. you're trying to trying to sit in you have to sit closer to the tv back in the day too though <laughs> Isn't it funny how the trick is like, to get right up against it yeah. for better eyesight? Isn't it funny how like growing up, uh, like all of my parental figures would always yell at me for sitting too close to the TV, and then now we got like phones in our hands and in your tablets all and the just time. In your fa- Have you seen like the the VR goggles? It's just basically a cell phone, like pff, an inch from your eye yeah. or something like that. Yeah, but like, that was we Google cardboard. That, yeah, we found that six inches away from the screen was just way too much. Now, right, you know, <laughs> and, and, and you know, I think our kids will be like, you, "Do you remember when we used to have these outside of our eyeballs <laughs> in your face?" I just signed up for a free television from like Telly. I don't know if I'll ever get it, but it's a it's like a double decker TV. It's mm. like a normal TV, mm. and then a sound bar, and then like an eight inch TV bar that only serves ads. Why that we... sounds horrible. Because it was free. That's uh, why. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could. So you remember Idiocracy, right? Yeah. <laughs> Where like you've got ads, 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 yeah. and then this like so it's this huge, enormous, big screen TV, but he's got like you know twelve to twenty inches that he's actually working with because it's all ads around the edge of yeah. it. Yeah, I guess That's what that I, sounds like. But I figure if you mount it behind like a cupboard or something, uh, hey, let's not get too graphic uh, here. <laughs> I see what you did. There. <laughs> That's right. I, I guess you could go old school and do something. Uh, it, usually, 
the higher the technology, the easier it is to like bypass it with like a old school analog method, right? Sure. So if you've got the big screen TV and then below it is a little screen, uh, you can just you know throw a towel over it or that's what people are already or, suggesting. You know, so I'm like, well, I'll I'll sign up for it and we'll we'll see what's possible. <laughs> beware of that word, but it's free. free. Yeah, yeah. Beware Don of that word, free. baby. Tom Stoffel, there ain't no such thing as a free lunch. Right, but I, I get it, right? It's the ad, it's the ad service below the screen. Right. They're right. upfront about what the cost of this right. free television is. Which is which you can't say for a lot of places. That's a fact. They don't, they, this, at least well, it's Facebook looking at you. Yeah, it's right. basically social media at that point. Maybe. I'm I mean, yeah. Yeah. as far as their adver- or their marketing strategy, it's yeah. basically the same as Facebook. Okay. Yeah, anything you, are, you can't find the price on, you are the product. Right, right. Uh, the telephone number, if you would like to join us on the radio this evening, is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it is myself, the authentic Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass Buckshot Esquire, if you will. Joining me, Peakless Mountaineer. And Richie Rich. We didn't start the fire. I had that That's, song all day since I since I saw the headline of this article. Oh, uh, it's great! I even thought about bringing the music up and like you know playing just a clip of it to get the earworm stuck in everybody's head. But yep. I'm like, I, I I'm not that mean, oh. you know, so I'm not going to do that. But uh, that song when it came out, I I did not like because there's a phrase in there that talks about uh, heavy metal suicide, right? Is the the word the two words that it uses, and so at that time. Uh, this we're talking about a Billy Joel song, by the way, for the listeners called "We Didn't Start the Fire." It's an '80s hit of his, uh, early '80s, I think. Anyway, um, at that time, uh, Tipper Gore, yes, wife of Al Gore, the inventor of the internet, <laughs> allegedly, and receiver of one of the worst um, first names imaginable. Yeah, uh, Tipper Gore. Is that uh, a real first name? Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. Tipper yes. Gore. Tipper and Tip are are actual names, okay. and I do not get why people think that's okay. Yeah. So Tipper Gore caught her daughter listening to a heavy metal album by a band called Wasp, and it's called F Like a Beast. Although F is not what it's called. There's a word I can't say on the radio. Uh, and FCC, so, no, you can't. Right. And so anyway, she caught her daughter listening to this vinyl album by Wasp. And, and it's a great song, by the way. If you haven't heard it, go ahead and look it up. Uh, but then she delved into this whole bit about like, oh, because she's super religious. She's like, oh, my God, heavy metals, the devil's music. We must. We, and she took it like as a personal vendetta to go after this devil's music. And so I feel like my aunt uh, rock something. and roll called. They, they want their thing back. Yeah. So she uh, headed or uh, invented an organization called the PMRC, the Parental Music Resource Center, which sounds all nice and hoity, but they're basically responsible for you getting the explicit lyrics oh, label. Oh, the This Is An Awesome uh, album sticker. I yes. love those. Which those ironically- Totally backfired. Oh, yeah. Totally backfired. Totally backfired, resulted in extra album sales for artists who had that particular mm-hmm. uh, badge on their artwork for their cover of their cassettes or CDs or vinyl albums uh, and that kind of a thing. Uh, but then they also sponsored uh, a seminar called- uh, a couple of them, but the one that I saw that my parental units at the time made me go to uh, is called The Truth About Rock. Dun, right? dun, dun. Yeah. And so it's 
Sounds very it, reefer it's, madness. It's, ant- geologist it's anti-rock propaganda <laughs> that blames heavy metal for children who attempt to commit suicide. And so they're blaming like ACDC, Shoot to Thrill. They're blaming Metallica. Uh, I'm trying to remember the, the, the ballad they have. Fade to Black is the name of that one. They're blaming Kiss. Uh, they're blaming Judas Priest. They're blaming all these heavy metal bands. Instead of, you know, blaming the parents for not getting their kids appropriate help for their mental crises. Mm. Or Where have you I, heard that recently? Or as I would, uh, as a secondary blame, because mm-hmm. uh, this was the parents' decision, you know, blaming the educational system for turning out psychopaths, which it is really good at. It, it would be like blaming the Mona Lisa for a kid committing suicide. Right? Right. You're, you're blaming art for actions that a human being takes. And no, I'm sorry if that is just not the case. That's not how the human human brain works. You might right. you might already be considering suicide and you decide you need some theme music to go along with your self-immolation. That sounds a lot more likely. You know, that's probably more accurate to, you know, what happened in some of these instances. I don't but, know, man. If you made me listen to emo rock too long, I might just decide to take it. <laughs> but that's a for these kids were listening to this by choice and in <laughs> fact it was their parents who forbade them to listen to this type of music, which of course only made them listen to more of it more frequently and more often. Right, because that's yeah, because that's how it works. Parents learn a thing from your I childhood. Mean, if you want to blame a music for suicide, like Morrissey, man, come on, I pop music. I right? mean, like it hasn't gotten any better. It's still, I'm, not, I can't say the word, crappy. It's still crappy. Yeah, <laughs> classic metal. That's where it's at. Oh God, I mean, I'm, yeah, the, the... I'm glad there's a genre, but like, I'm <laughs> not glad about the name. Like, really. <laughs> Really, you MFers? <laughs> really got to twist that knife about you being over 50, and don't they? All right, so at any <laughs> rate... Rub it in a little bit. So at any rate... Which, happy birthday. <laughs> at any rate, when uh, Love that this side. song, this Billy Joel song, We Didn't Start the Fire, when it came out, pre-internet, of course, well, long before the internet, heck, might have even been before uh, cell phones and pagers. It probably was, actually, now that I think about it. Uh, probably before uh, a whole lot of things, probably before front-wheel drive cars, maybe. I'm not sure. But at any rate, this was a time in history where music was or or could be a vehicle for whatever social things are going on, right? Whatever current events might be happening, you know, the social structure of humanity. And that's what this song was. And you can go read Billy Joel's own dissertation on what this song was about. It's basically him just stating a whole bunch of like social things that are going on in the news and in society and all that kind of stuff so it was social commentary of the day it was yeah and so that's where it is now the catchy tune years later (laughs) this song we didn't start the fire according to the smoking years later this guy (laughs) had to go and ruin it According to thesmokinggun.com. Thesmokinggun.com. Are you familiar with The Smoking Gun? No, no. I just think it's ironic that they're the ones uh, referencing starting a fire. Okay. So just so you know that The Smoking Gun like uh, curates uh, arrests ah. that happen around the country and through public data and information, like post a story with the mug shots and whatever. So is this where we get all the stories about Florida, man? 
a lot of Florida Man stores end up on the smoking gun. Yes. Okay. Uh, to my knowledge, none of us are sponsored by the smoking gun, so this is not a uh, an advertisement for them. Understood. Unless, of course, they, they're kicking you back some no, cash no, on the back but end. But if he was unaware of the If source, they are, I'd suggest right. you share. Otherwise, we might have to get medieval on you. Absolutely. Well, I if wouldn't I, if tell I was. you if I was. <laughs> By medieval, like me and Peekless would have to like dress up as like knights and that kind of thing, which he's already done. Yeah, I know. That's true. I'd have to I look know. to him for guidance. Like there's there's pictures all all over the internet of me in chainmail, and for the record, everyone looks better in chainmail. I really want a chainmail headdress. Nice. And I just don't have one yet. A chainmail headdress. Oh yeah. Wow. So uh, I would rock that like a baseball cap when I went to the mall. Back in the day in the Seattle area, there was a, a band called Umber Hulk, and we played a few shows with those guys. Uh, they would dress up in costumes of sort of medieval fashion. Uh, one of the guys would dress up as a wizard, like classic, you know, pointy hat with the half moon on it mm. kind of a thing, and the big robe and the big cane, and it was some sort of, you know, n- nice, really neatly engraved. It had some sort of a dragon's head on the top of the cane. It was really well done, but the drummer... You mean we play staff? Staff, yes, thank okay. you. Staff. Uh, but the drummer, anyway, we're playing this outdoor festival. It's over 100 degrees. And uh, my band went on at like 1 p.m., the hottest part of the day. These guys went on after us, and the drummer was in full chain mail, head to toe. Now, I don't know if you guys you know, know how hard it is to be a drummer. You have to have limb independence on all four of your limbs. Now, imagine being weighted down by actual metal. Right, and he played <laughs> the, he played the whole damn set in full chainmail. When he was done, there was a puddle of sweat around him. Right, and he mm. was just chugging water after water after water during the whole set. Oh yeah, this sounds like a great way to get ripped. Honestly, uh, yeah. be a drummer in chainmail. Yeah. So I, I don't know why I brought that up. You mentioned chainmail. Literally the most yeah. metal thing we've had on today. <laughs> that is. I don't think you get more metal than that. <laughs> it was totally metal. Uh, that same, uh, gig that when, when my band played, I had set down like a little bit last swig or so and a bottle of Gatorade on top of my amplifier. Mm. And then we were, when we were done playing the, the actual set, I turned around to go swig the last of it because I was also drenched in sweat and parched and borderline delusional because it was so hot <laughs> out. Uh, my singer almost passed out twice during the set. Uh, and so anyway, I reached back to, I've. I don't recommend this, but I've never tasted or drank hot Gatorade before. It's it was oh, hot no. because it baked in the sun, plus it was on top of my amp where the heat was rising off of it for 45 minutes before I got to... You've cooked all the take, electrolytes. Take, <laughs> <laughs> yes, my electrolytes were fully baked. <laughs> yes. That's how you get the good ones. So Apparently milk and coconut milk is much better than water as well. For hydration. So, yes, so coconut milk is. is actually uh is Have you actually had coconut per- water? A it's a I don't like it. It's a great source of uh, of electrolytes. It's it's great to replenish you if you're sweating a lot. Also, it's fantastic after a night of drinking. Okay. It is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it really replenishes is. Replenishes your potassium. Oh, so nice. Let me be clear. I'm from Hawaii. I don't like boxed coconut water or coconut milk. But but you'll take like a metal straw and stick it into a actual raw coconut. 100%. Like that's good. Like I don't even know. Is that a thing? Is yes. that is that how yes. it's done? There's like there's there's like three dots on a coconut, and one of them is soft. Oh, I thought that was just to make it look like a bowling ball. No. <laughs> so you fi- you find the soft one, and you, you ram the straw in there, and then you've got the liquid. But you can't be just like a regular ass straw, right? It's no. got to be no, like a... no. You can put it like a plastic straw. Really? It's a soft spot. There's wow. Like... It's that soft. I mean, there's I know one soft. There's like three of them. Uh-huh. 
but one of them is really soft. And all I, you gotta do is find the soft spot. I wow. know this from doing it to you know to go cups for all of my life. That if you unwrap a straw and put your thumb over the mm. back end of it, right, it makes the straw more rigid and sturdy, so yeah. you can poke it through yeah. a thing. So maybe that's the. Yeah, it oh. turns out cylinders are are really really good shapes for that. Yeah. All right. At any rate, from the smoking gun, cops. Billy Joel's song was arson soundtrack. <laughs> huh. We didn't start the fire. Was blaring at torched building. So, yeah. I mean, as you can imagine, he was I proclaiming ready. his innocence. <laughs> well, it, to be fair, the song didn't say. I didn't start the fire. It says we. Okay. As in collectively. All right. The collective we didn't start the fire. Not it the... was John over there. <laughs> we didn't start the fire, but we know who did. <laughs> from uh, May 24th, the song We Didn't Start the Fire was blasting from inside a Minnesota building that was set ablaze by the landlord. According to police who say the accused arsonist queued up the Billy Joel single while torching the property with his tenants inside. Whoa. <laughs> Brutal. That's what you get with rent control. Now, so just in reading that first paragraph, I, I've read the rest of this story, so I have an idea of what's going to happen here. Mm-hmm. But when I first read this first paragraph, I had all sorts of questions. I was like, well, was he a tenant? Was, you know, did this song just happen to come on when he was listening to like the 80s station on his Pandora or something? <laughs> right? You know, what was this irony or, or did he himself decide this is the song that's going to play? Or maybe he was using his phone, Bluetooth connected to the stereo in the house and he got out and he was like, well, as long as it's burning, I might as well listen to some theme. This, I had all these questions and we'll, and we'll get to the answers here in just a second. Oh, good. But. I was just like, how, you know, how does this happen? How does one there's, get... There's got to be the story behind it, right? Like, why would he torch his own building? And it probably has something to do with the inability to evict the tenants mm. through some government intervention. That's going to be case. my guess. You know, it, it sounds like something pushed him over that edge. Right. And uh, for the life of me, I can't stop thinking about, like, okay, so if you're going to shoot a sheriff, you got to gotta play, I shot the sheriff. Right. But, it didn't, right. No, but he didn't shoot the deputy. Yeah. So if you're going to not shoot the sheriff, but shoot the deputy, then you can't play then that you've song. Got, no, you've got to play that song in order to be in line with this. Oh. This is who didn't do it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway. Uh, investigators allege that Travis Carlson, age 37, burned a Duluth, Minnesota duplex last Thursday morning using gasoline extracted from his car as an <laughs> accelerant. in his own gas. Just use your tenants at that point. It's it's worse than that. Well, I mean, he wasn't planning on using it to drive around anymore. (laughs) Well, he wasn't in the building. He wasn't torching it with himself inside. Carlson, who is being held... Doesn't sound like he had a great getaway plan, though. Because he ran out of gas right from the (laughs) (laughs) get-go. Carry on. His getaway plan must have been uh, city transportation. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> then you got to play crisscrosses. I missed the bus. No, you got to play uh, Queens. Another one rides the, or another one bites the dust. Weird Al's another one rides go. the bus. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, play. Uh, carry on, my wayward captain. There'll be peace when I'm gone. Hopefully, there'll be peace. You know, sooner than that, I'd like to see it. At any rate, Carlson, who is being held in the county jail on seventy-five thousand dollars bail, has been charged with arson in the first degree, a felony carrying a maximum of twenty years in prison. Really? You're not even allowed to burn your own house down. 
What kind of world did we live in? I'd have charged him with, oh, I don't know, murder? I think a more appropriate song would have been the talking heads burning down the house. Oh, yeah, that's true. For for this particular thing, rather than we didn't start the fire. Or burn MF or burn. We don't need no water. The roof. The MF or burn. Yeah. Uh, although I'm not sure if the roof was actually on fire in this case. We, we don't know that. Well, you know, goals. If it's his own property, right, if we're proprietarians in this, he has the right to do what he wants with it. He wants to set it ablaze. Uh, right. Not while there's people in it. Yeah, okay. w- with the exception of the tenants being inside. That aside. Whom he has. <laughs> yeah, that, that aside. Assumably that aside. some sort of agreement with. To, and part like, of the charge, right, has nothing to do with the tenants. They're saying arson for burning his own building down. Yeah. They don't even care about what? the tenants. What? Who well, decided on this? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, as what detailed, kind of prosecutor is this? As detailed in a probable cause statement, Duluth Police Department officers were dispatched to the duplex around 4 a.m. following a 911 call. When first responders arrived, quote, they saw the upstairs apartment in flames with we didn't start the fire blaring from the upstairs apartment. The upstairs apartment, clearly the roof was on fire. It was a noise complaint they responded to. Well, if he's burning the inside of the house, the inside of the house burns, and then if there's windows open, it burns through the windows first before it gets to the roof. Mm. So they the say ceiling. the upstairs apartment the was ceiling. on fire. They don't say the roof was mm. on fire, so we don't know. The ceiling's on fire. The ceiling was likely. The ceiling. At the least, ceiling. The, the ceiling's, ceiling's on, on fire. fire. At least covered with smoke anyway. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and I also wonder. Asbestos. A sooty ceiling. I also wonder if when they pulled up and they saw the fire and they heard the song, if they started dancing a little bit, you know, or if they're like, hey, we got to get the fire guys out here, uh, you know, and it's a serial arsonist as they're like unrolling the hose. They're like singing along. Didn't stop the fire. It was burning since the world. Now we got to worry about copycat arsonists playing the same song. (laughs) I again, I recommend burning down the house uh, if you're out there and you're planning, you know, some sort of self the precedent, though. (laughs) not a copycat if you're playing different as i think if you're songs. planning on yeah. some sort of i mean arson, why can't don't. they why can't they take the idea and improve upon all right fair enough you know i mean be like screw that guy in minnesota we'll do it right we're playing talking heads burning down the house got it Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. we'll find out more about this guy carlson and well why he burned his own house much less why he chose billy joel for the theme music to the burning of his house here on free talk live 603-283-6160 Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. In addition to being one of the world's first cryptocurrencies, Dash was the first crypto project to have a decentralized autonomous organization that to this day continues to improve and promote Dash. Every month, 10% of the mining rewards go into a treasury. Anyone with one Dash to spend can put forward a proposal to the Dash masternodes to vote on. The masternodes vet the proposals and decide which ones move forward and are funded by the Treasury. In fact, that's exactly how we got this sponsorship. Nowadays, DAOs are plentiful, but Dash paved the way by doing it first, nearly a decade ago. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash.org.
And we're beard. Ed? Those. Does a beard? Beard does. A very male beard? Fee, an article that we won't run? <laughs> <laughs> it is Free Talk Live. The telephone number here in the studio, if you would like to join us tonight, is 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it is myself, the captain. Peakless Mountaineer. And Richard Rich. I should say that, uh, imagine this for the previous segment, start eight zero five two eight two zero two three. Captain's log, all that wow. kind of stuff. Yeah, Got to fix that in post. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Let's it's pretend fine. this is the first segment and somehow yeah. work hey, the Hey, producers, segment. can you just, yeah, you can fly that in. You can cut and paste and... Put a nice it. little okay, background great. of... Timestamp it right here, right? We have been talking about this man who burned his own duplex in Minnesota. As he has the right to do. Uh, and Soda. he decided, he decided somehow, or or perhaps it was an accident, but somehow, Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire was blaring uh, from some speakers inside of the upstairs apartment, which was his apartment, the owner's apartment, uh, when the... Uh, you know, first responders showed up, police fire. That kind of I didn't set the duplex on fire. I set my portion of the duplex on fire. Ah, <laughs> uh, the Joker defense. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only burning my half of the money. <laughs> uh, before we go on, I want to tell you that this hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Uh, I've had some pretty good experiences with Dash. I use their Dash Direct app. Uh, to, uh, you know, spend some Dash at Home Depot. Uh, if you do the self-checkout at Home Depot, it's really super easy. Super easy. You just tap on gift card, and it says, hey, what do you want? And it gives you a QR code to scan. You scan it with your Dash Direct app. Bob's your uncle. It's done. It's, it's pretty straightforward and to the point. And, like, I mean, I for a self-checkout line, faster than cash. Right, because you got to put the cash in, make sure you got enough, wait for your change, get your receipt, that kind of thing. Whereas mm. with the Dash app, it's the exact amount. Sweet. Uh, dra- Dash transaction fees are less than one cent. Their transactions are instant, irreversible, and protected by 51% attacks using its Chainlocks right. technology. Uh, and it's also Dash is the world's first DAO, decentralized autonomous organization. It's one of the oldest cryptocurrencies. It's widely available on exchanges and in multi crypto wallets. It's easy to get. And use Dash. You can learn more over at Dash.org. And thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. You can visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Again, Dash.org. So at any rate, this guy, his name was Carlson. What was his first name? I don't remember. Uh, Travis Carlson, age 37. Uh, he purchased the building in 2005. He lives upstairs and rents the downstairs space, which was built in 1901, so it's an older house. The downstairs tenant told cops that he was awoken by the sounds of Carlson, quote, smashing glass and breaking things, unquote, inside of the upstairs unit. A neighbor reported seeing Carlson wearing a helmet and smashing his own windows around 3.30 a.m. How do you even approach him? Like, that's your landlord. Come like, dude, keep the noise down. 
<laughs> yeah, when your landlord lives upstairs and is making too much noise, who do you call? Right. <laughs> That'd be an awkward conversation. Be like, hey, there's someone making a bunch of noise upstairs where you live. <laughs> The witness added that he saw also saw Carlson underneath his truck with gas cans going in and out of the house before seeing a flash like a fireball come from the upstairs apartment. He was just practicing his wizardry. <laughs> <laughs> he was making one of those uh, volcanoes for like uh, fifth grade diorama. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Arson investigators discovered... A drilled hole in the gas tank of the defendant's truck. So he didn't even siphon it properly. You figure it's he your... He drilled a hole in it. In, in his own while truck. While it had a bunch of gas in it. In his own truck. What? what? Like it's you your worried truck. about the spark? What? Yes. Okay. Yes, that's exactly what I'm worried about. <laughs> like, like, I mean, there's ways of doing this yeah, that don't gonna... lead to you exploding. Just a tube. A tube and a gas can. It's a series of tubes. Just one tube, not even a series. It's well, a tube. Well, I mean, my fuel system in the car is kind of a series of tubes, but a you know. Tube. No, but to siphon the gas out of the tank. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, that would be the easiest way. If you decided that you wanted to permanently alter and, you know, screw up your car while you're doing it, there's ways of doing that without, you know, potentially blowing yourself up. Yeah, just drill a hole in the you tire. Decided not you can't to. go anywhere with Here, that. Here's the thing, though. Like... You drill a hole in the gas tank of your truck, your truck's not going to go anywhere for a while. You're going to be standing there eating a Snickers. Yeah, that's what I said. We, he planned no getaway in this whole thing. Also, the fact that it was his truck means that he also could have easily just, you know, taken a couple of uh, wrenches to it and lowered the gas tank and poured the gas out instead of, you know, going through. Kind of, some of these new cars have uh, siphon prevention things uh, oh. in the, uh, you know, where you put the gas in, in the gas hole. I didn't know that, but okay. Yeah, they do. Uh, they put uh, screens or valves, uh, other things in there that, that prevent uh, tubes from being shoved down it, yet allow... Well, that's just dumb. Yet allow fluid to go into it, so... Yeah. Sometimes you got to get the gas out. I, yeah, I know. At so any rate, is, is it's why, so much easier just to have a locking gas cover. Is this why you can't buy gas in Massachusetts past a certain time to prevent exactly this sort of a thing? Only the hooligans like, pump gas. He was going to go pump some gas to do this, but he couldn't. And that's why he had to drill a hole in his own tank. It's in Minnesota, and I'm a little bit familiar with the Duluth area, and I'm pretty sure they've got 24-7 gas stations. What in the heck is this... Yeah, well, let's find What out. is this man on? <laughs> let's go to the article. Arson investigators discovered a drilled hole in the gas tank of the defendant's truck and lids to gas cans lying on the ground by the truck. Additionally, a drill was found nearby. With his fingerprints on it. <laughs> and a note saying, we didn't start the fire. <laughs> this is my drill. There are many like it, but this drill is mine. The downstairs tenant told cops that after Carlson laid ruin to his own apartment for 20 minutes... He knocked on the tenant's door to announce, the house is on fire. <laughs> so, so let me just paint you a picture. You're living in the downstairs apartment of a two apartment building. Uh, your upstairs uh, tenant is uh, your landlord. You awaken to hear all sorts of weird sounds. Uh, you hear smashing of glass. Uh, you see the landlord running back and forth from his truck to his apartment with gas cans while wearing a helmet for reasons they 
Yeah. At that point, I'm picturing right. a football you might helmet, suspect something was up. Yeah, like what kind of helmet? They don't yeah. specify. Yeah, Football helmet seems appropriate. I mean, it could have been like a World War II helmet with a big spike it on the top. Been, it yeah. could have been, you know. I'm so, just saying in my mind's eye. Let this be a lesson to you. Someone starts wearing a helmet, you better find out what's up. Could be like a bicycle helmet. You know, we don't know. Like, that's DEFCON 1 right there. Someone's wearing a helmet. <laughs> and so then after all this, you see, like... It could just be a special boy. It could, but you should know what's going on all anyway. Right. And then after all this occurs, you see what appears to be some sort of a large fireball coming out of, you know, the, the upstairs apartment, right? As it will... The only thing that would top this if you did it all in the nude. <laughs> and then... Well, the article and then, doesn't mention him wearing clothes, does it? And then he comes downstairs. <laughs> they don't say if he was still wearing the helmet when he came downstairs to, to knock on your door and, and yell at you that the house is on fire. I'm picturing nude in just a football helmet at this point. Now I've still got I've still got the uh, like uh, Weimar okay. uh, Republic uh, spiky Spike, helmet. Okay, yeah. one big spike in the middle. Just bam, 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 bam. The house is on fire. Carlson was arrested the following day and was found with fresh burn injuries to his legs and arms. Note that he was arrested the following day. So he was hugging the fire. Whatever getaway plan he had worked is all I'm saying. We were speculating about about <laughs> him not being able point. to get away with his truck and drilling the hole in the <sighs> in the tank or whatever. So whatever getaway plan he had obviously worked. So here's what happened. He discovered wizardry and didn't want to get caught having discovered wizardry. So after he cast a fireball, he's like, man, I need some gas to cover this up right now. He read the incantation oh. wrong. Wait so he drilled a hole in his uh, gas tank to, you know, cover up that he discovered fireballs. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What if he's actually him from the future, come back to replace himself to correct all the things? It's just a big FBI plot. And now he's in jail. All right. Uh, where Car- did they arrest him? <laughs> did it say where he was arrested? Uh, it does not, assumably in the Duluth area somewhere. Understood, but like, does he have other properties of which he is landlord of? Or it does not say. Okay. While, at the hospital while he was, like, you know, tending to his injuries. While Carlson's well, tenants have been displaced from the property, they were not injured in the blaze. Well, See? No intent. Good. No intent to harm the tenants. Uh, in, uh, they, intent. He warned them. Okay, let's call it reckless endangerment at okay. least, shall right. we? Well, then charge him with that. Well, yeah, maybe this is why it took all. Maybe it, it took until the next day to arrest him because they're just watching the fire. They're like, wait, wait. So far, he has a right to all of the property. So far, they're just like, wait until like the first plastic clown melts in the other apartment. They're like, okay, get him. Sorry, I got distracted and clicked on the at the end of this article. It says in parentheses two pages, as if there's more to the story. Okay. There is not. Oh. I clicked on a thing that said next, and it, of course, brought me to... The the Hot Pockets guy? <laughs> hot Pockets guy. <laughs> Police. Hot man pocket. shot roommate over Hot Pocket. Also, this is the wrong way to make Hot Pockets. Just throw that out there. Victim had... Hot Pockets are hotter on the inside anyway. <laughs> Those things burn. Uh, only in the middle. Either either fiery hot in the middle or they're frozen in the middle. Yeah. Fiery hot on the outside. There's no in-between, really, unless you bake them in the oven. I usually make them too hot, and then I nibble off a vent hole to let the steam out of the middle. Mm. I also make them too hot, and then I don't eat them for at least five minutes. Oh, well, then they cool too quickly. No, uh-uh. you got to time it right. All right. right. Usually, I'll work on it. Usually the five-minute mark is about right. Sometimes it takes six, depending on how overheated you get them. Hot pockets. Dead pockets. 
That was uh, Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, those things are the worst for you health-wise. They're super processed and they full of all are, sorts yeah. of like chemicals or whatever. So He's so like, good. dead pockets. Just a pepperoni one. Uh, police man shot roommate over hot pocket. Victim had consumed remaining frozen snack. May 23rd, a Kentucky man shot his roommate in the buttocks. So are we not going to find out why this guy lit himself on fire? Uh, no, there's apparently no more to that song. That's, that's the I whole mean, article. to that story. <laughs> that's the whole article. That's the whole article. He clicked next, and this is what it brought us to. Yeah. Man. So we're going down the rabbit hole. We're just, All right. yeah. just going to keep clicking next. Until I just want to know what happened with this hot pocket situation, and we'll move on with the show. <laughs> uh, Kentucky man shot his roommate in the buttocks. I just love saying that. What are you going to do, shoot me? Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do, shoot me in the butt? <laughs> And now, and now uh, I got, uh, uh, va- uh, what was it, uh, Vacation with Chevy Chase. Okay. Uh, yeah, that was a good old movie. It involves uh, shooting a, uh, a random security guard in the butt with a... Uh, uh, BB gun? Yeah, BB gun. Mm. A Kentucky fun. man shot his roommate in the buttocks after the victim ate the last Hot Pocket in the freezer. <gasps> Don't Justifiable do homicide. <laughs> Justifiable, absolutely justifiable. If if you were acting in self defense or coming to the aid of the hot pocket, <laughs> I mean that's protection a, of personal property. That's a weak defense, but like if you are acting in defense of the hot pocket, perhaps it could be construed as justified. So this this is the like steal a paperclip, nuke an entire household kind of situation. Yeah, uh, this is according... This was in Kapistan, absolutely. As alleged in the court citation, Clifton Williams, 64, and the male victim got into an argument Saturday evening in the Louisville residence they share. Yeah, I ate the last hot pocket, and I'll do it again, too. (laughs) Victim, (laughs) No, you won't. Victim states his roommate, Mr. Williams, got mad. He ate the last hot pocket. Yeah, we already covered that. When Williams began throwing tiles at him, the victim told police, he then attempted to fight back by trying to beat his ass. (laughs) The hot pocket eater or the hot pocket eat E is throwing Uh, tiles at this point. The eater, because he's Ah, bending him up. Oh, so so at this point, it is actually self-defense. Or maybe I'm wrong then. Guy starts chucking tiles at your head. You're kind of allowed to shoot him at that point. Yeah. So there was an argument. Somebody started chucking tiles. And so, you know, here comes the gun. Or maybe the, the EE was chucking the tiles. And that's who's going to threaten to get his beat his ass. Oh, no. The, the Yes. This escalated from a mere argument to some uh, objects being hurled through the air okay. to an attempted assault. Right, so tried to beat his ass. The victim said that when he began to depart the property, Williams retrieved a handgun from inside the home and came back outside. The man said he yelled, don't shoot, but Williams shot him in the butt while he was trying to leave. The roommate told police he fled a few blocks from the home to get help. The man who survived the shooting was transported to the University of Louisville Hospital for treatment of the injuries. The shooter has got to remember to shout, oh, he's got a gun, before he does it, like the cops do. It's coming right at us. It's coming right for us. <laughs> Williams was arrested four hours after the shooting and charged with felony assault. He's being that was held. quicker than the arsonist. He's right. being held in lieu of $7,500 bond. That's a cheaper bail than the arsonist. Yeah, the other guy was $75,000. <laughs> this one's seventy five, like a tenfold reduction 
Like, oh, don't bring your house down. Shoot your tenant in the ass, apparently. Well, apparently terrifying, uh, apparently terrifying psychosis goes into part of how they judge uh, the bail condition. Like, uh, we have no idea what's wrong with this one. He gets a much higher bail. Final note of the article. The court citation does not indicate what flavor of Hot Pocket triggered the snack-related shooting. Pepperoni. Pepperoni pizza. They do, of you course, don't get that angry over ham and cheese. There, it's not that good. There <laughs> is a, an but ad. But if it's the last ham and cheese and you, you had your mouth set for it. I've never been mouth set for a ham and cheese hot pocket. Never? Not for the ham and cheese. Mm. I will eat the ham and cheese, but my mouth is always set for the pepperoni pizza. Mm. There is an I advertisement. The pockets, man. Those are the best. There is oh, an this. advertisement on the article. <laughs> Four hot, hot pockets. pockets. <laughs> Great branding. Hot pockets worth ham, shooting over. Ham and cheese is in the oh, ad. Oh, yeah. wrong. Ham and cheese in the ad. There is another ad further well, up near the top. They don't need to advertise for the pepperoni. There for is a another while, there was ad. Pot pie pockets, and that was good too. But I think it's a different Ooh. company. That's you. <laughs> you muted yourself. I why. I don't know. <laughs> this is beer talk live. I they was we just talk over pie each other. pockets. It wasn't from the same company though. But it was uh, it was like a hexagonal uh, pastry that you would then drop into the you know toaster or whatever, however you make your. Like that sounds amazing. Like it was like a chicken crunchy pie. starfish from Taco Bell, the Crunchwrap uh, Supreme. No, because it was it was pot pie filling. Oh, that sounds actually way better than Hot Pockets. It was like we we upgraded for a little while. I don't know what happened to them. Man, pot pie from your toaster. Pot pockets. Yeah. Something. Yeah. I believe, Wait, that no, was, that, I believe that is where... I would have to have weed in it. <laughs> yeah. Pot, pot pockets. pockets. Well, just that, go to any state but New Hampshire now, and I'm sure you can find it. That yeah. may have been the peak of our civilization right there. <laughs> like, that was it. Pot pie pockets? It was all, it was all downhill from pot pie pockets. <laughs> they were good. There is another ad okay. up further <laughs> underneath the headline. It's for the value pack of 12, oh. uh, but the flavor this time is meatballs and mozzarella. I thought it was going to be for nine millimeter bullets. No, no pepperoni. <laughs> or tiles. Or, yeah, or, <laughs> or bathroom tiles. 603-283-6160. You know why there's no ad like for pepperoni? Because you don't need an ad for pepperoni. Right? Pepperoni sells itself, yeah. but you got to market the, all meatballs the ones, and all the other right, ones. Yeah. yeah. Ham and cheese. Right. right. Yeah. Well, they go in for the ham and cheese and then they see that pepperoni. Right. Like and if this was ham and cheese. if this was going to be a variety pack, it'd be like two ham and cheeses for one pepperoni, and they make you pay the full price for it. All right, so it's Memorial Day weekend, whatever that means to you. Get drunk and you know barbecue, or That's what it means. you know remember all of the uh, people that government has oppressed over the years, and, uh, let me and just thrown say... into jail for victimless crimes, and all the people who are pending those decisions. Uh, as well, it's time for us to remember all those people because those are the people that actually fight for your freaking freedom. Yeah, and, and to all of the veterans, let me just say, I'm sorry for your service. Because some of them realize that they need to not be the oppressors anymore, and I'm sorry for your service. Welcome to the good side. And some of them decide that, no, this was the best thing ever. I am grateful and, for the servicemen who wake up, right? The you know the military, the Navy, the Air Force, the, the Marines, who... You went and like I've talked to a few of these guys and like they wake up while they're there. 
mm-hmm. you know, while you're deployed oh, in like yeah. Iraq or Afghanistan or yeah. something. And you're Real like, convenient to wake up when you're getting shot at. Right. Yeah. And also like, oh my God, this whole thing's a lie. And I am a pawn for, you know, bankers and despots and, you know, psychopaths and that kind of thing. And then, and then what do you do? Because like, you're in the military. You're basically a slave. Yeah. You know, uh, you, you don't really have rights. You just have to continue following orders until at some point you can get the F out. This was nothing like the commercial. I was supposed to fight a lava monster. Conscientious objector status. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, when you get a bunch of servicemen together, there's also the social pressure to not be considered, uh, you know, a traitor. Uh, a coward, you know, these kinds of terms are, are tossed around amongst the servicemen if you decide to uh, take leave, to become a conscientious objector, to go AWOL even, that kind of a thing. Uh, That's more dangerous. It, it is. Uh, so, uh, again, I'm I'm grateful for those who wake up, and at some point, I think that it is going to be uh, current people who are, we'll say, employed by the military as well as former military people. Uh, who are going to make the difference in whether or not we see freedom. Uh, I say that because they're the ones closest to it. They're the ones who, who have seen it in real life. They've seen combat. Uh, they, you know, they've had the training. They've seen the indoctrination firsthand. I think it is those people waking up that will help uh, bring humanity to more freedom. Just an opinion. Well, and they're the ones that swore an oath to fight against enemies foreign and domestic. And domestic. Right. And domestic. Right. Yeah. And so it's their obligation anyway. And Get look, to it. To be completely honest, if you actually want the, the Constitution to ever happen anywhere on Earth, the easiest way is to wipe away the government and start over. Like, that is the only chance that you have of anyone actually following you, that You document. had me up until the start over part. Well, I didn't suggest that. It, I'm not trying to tell you it's a good idea, but... If you believe in your heart of hearts out there that what we really need to do is actually follow this Constitution, well, look, that is never going to happen as long as this exists. As long as government exists, there is zero chance of even trying to follow this particular document. So even if you were trying to make the Constitution be followed, the easiest way to get there would be to wipe it away and try and follow it from there. And if you're going to be a constitutionalist, please read it before you call in. <laughs> At 603-283-6160. Uh, so a lot of people travel on this type of weekend, holiday weekend, you know, that kind of thing. Road pirates are out there. Be careful. Yeah, watch out for the road pirates. They are out. I've, I've seen several people pulled over. I saw like a rider truck pulled over. Somebody obviously moving over the weekend, you know, pulled over. I saw uh, a grocery getter with like a mom and like three rowdy kids in the background. They're like in the back of the minivan. They're, the kids are like having a party. Meanwhile, the mom's outside talking to the cop. You know, the kids are going nuts. I've seen the them inside. hiding in places they don't usually hide in. Yeah. Crafty. Mm. Anyway, this is from Reason.com. You can blame the feds for your canceled flight this Memorial Day. Deal. Staffing shortages and laughably out-of-date technology in the federal government's air traffic control system are leading to a lot more flight delays. I blame them for everything with flying. Like, the reason we don't have any decent service here is because it's not allowed to have competition. Right. Or travel in general. Yeah. Yeah. If your Memorial Day weekend travel plans are ruined by flight delays, you might want to blame the federal government. The Federal Aviation Administration says... 
It only has about 80% of the air traffic controllers it needs nationwide. Huh. Uh, uh, and yet they're still flying. 20% of the flights, what what, what happens to them? We'll yeah, find I just out. hope they don't hit. We'll find out coming up on Free Talk Live. The telephone number is 603-283-6160. Are you traveling this weekend? Have you had delays already? Has your flight been delayed? Give us a call. Let us know. It's, it's the overly bearded edition on Sunday of Free Talk Live. More coming up. came back and did the Andrew Beard, I muted myself. You guys are out of treat then if you're so, listening to the live stream. Yeah, if you're listening to the live stream, you might have heard a whole bunch of stuff that will not be included in the podcast. That's true. <laughs> and that's what you get for being an amplifier. Yes, that is what you get. Uh, it is Free Talk Live. The telephone number in the studio, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's... Reverend Captain Kickass, Peakless Mountaineer, and Richie Rich. <laughs> All righty then. <laughs> I mean, you could have easily just said Peakless Mountaineer. <laughs> Not made it weird. Hey, he took it. He took it in an interesting direction. That's what we ask for here on Free Talk right. Live. You know, whatever you do, just be interesting, right? Don't you know? It'll be boring. And so he took it. Do. He took it in a in an interesting uh, direction, and you went with it, and we accomplished it, and it was there. Good. We go. There it you was, go. What else can good. go right? What else could go right? Let's go to the phones. Uh-oh. Uh, oh, wait. I have to remember which show we're on. <laughs> so I can... <laughs> so I can... Remember that, Brother Cap, and the FCC is listening. Uh, yes, so it is, is uh, Ricky from... Uh, I'm sorry, where are you from, Ricky? That's Ricky from the Commonwealth there, Brother Cap. Yeah, but what's the whole thing? It's like, Ricky from the commonwealth of and what's the whole the whole speech he's trying to, the commonwealth from the commonwealth of pennsylvania okay. he's trying to shed his racist roots hey i'm not a racist see well yeah. so <laughs> and you know what the funny thing is there are people well that luckily i don't hear anymore from new york tried to call me that and it's funny because my new girlfriend i was going with brother ian knew it off the air not that it freaking matters she happens to be black and she's from new jersey so whatever you well, know if it doesn't matter why do you bring it up because I, I don't, because you get jackasses from New York talk stuff about me, and they don't know me. They don't listen to me either. So who cares? But on to other things that are more important. Well, hold, hold on, Ricky, because we had this whole conversation while you were on hold about how, how we think that you should open a fried chicken joint called Pennsylvania Fried Chicken. Kind of like Maryland Fried Chicken. Is that a thing? That's a thing? Okay, kind of yeah, like Maryland Fried Chicken. In Northampton County, there's a place called Maryland Fried Chicken. That's where I'm from. Well, there you go. So your business plan is all set. Wait, this is a Maryland Fried Chicken place in Pennsylvania? Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, there's a Kentucky Fried Chicken place everywhere. Understood. Just Maryland Fried Chicken has not had that nationwide expansion yet. Okay, now, I have been to Kentucky, but it was a long time ago, and I don't recall seeing one, but... 
I have to assume. Wouldn't that be wild if they if they were everywhere except Kentucky? Well, I, have, you know, I think that just comes from Colonel Sanders, and he's has uh, his family recipe. That's why it's Kentucky Fried Chicken. Okay. Already then. So the question is, though, is there a KFC in Kentucky? No, they just call it fried yeah, chicken. I, I would be. I maybe not. I have no idea. It's like when you're That's in China and it. you want Chinese food, you just go out for food, right? So I don't know. Kentucky's very poor. It's, they have the worst infrastructure in the country, and they're very, very poor in Kentucky. I believe in Kentucky, it's pronounced "po." It could <laughs> be. Yeah, they don't have they don't have enough money for the R. Yeah, they they can't afford, afford it. it. Yeah, yeah. twenty five letters in the Kentucky alphabet. So when KFC went from Kentucky Fried Chicken to KFC, did the ones in Kentucky just go to FC? Ooh. Oh, I hate the KFC stuff. There, there was an intermediary. Know. They tried to change it to Kitchen Fried Chicken. Are well, you now they're like, like a, a week? half free with Taco wow. Bell. That's true. Yeah, you now know, it's Kentucky FC. Taco Fried Bell Chicken. So Taco Thanks Bell, on the other hand, has on. has attempted the cranberry method of survival. Just splice yourself in with as many things that are around as possible. Like, like the Pizza Huts. Yeah, when, the Pizza Huts, the KFCs. Just, you know, splice yourself. Oh, I've seen uh, uh, Long John Silver Taco Bell. Like, would not have guessed that would ever there, have been a thing. There's also the uh, Pizza Bell Taco Hut, mm-hmm. right? Uh, in addition to the Kentucky Fried Taco Bell. Yeah. Now, I I'm actually... i three of those in when, one place. When I used to eat fast food... That's I don't just eat, the food court. I don't that. eat fast food anymore, <laughs> but when I used to eat fast food... I would applaud a place like a Kentucky Fried uh, Taco Bell or a Pizza Bell Hut Fried Chicken or whatever, right? So you can get more than like one thing without having to go to two different restaurants, right? Yeah, you know, like I would Great love when to you have a girlfriend. Yeah, you know, she can't decide. Yes, give me a couple of big beef burritos, and uh, you know, let's get some mashed potatoes and gravy. I just don't want to have to stand in two different lines. Yeah, right. When they split them. Like, oh, Pizza Hut on this side and Taco Bell standing there. You ever line. dip a Taco Bell uh, soft taco into some Kentucky Fried Gravy? Never. I have not done that, but that sounds appealing there, Brother Captain. You're it's very good, creative. It's be in Ricky's next movie. It'll be in his restaurant when he oh, opens okay. it. Ricky's hey, Fried go. Chicken. Okay. Ricky from the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania's Fried Chicken. <laughs> we should probably let Ricky tell us why he's calling. Well, he you know... Uh, if we must, I, I got two things. One, I got to make a brief correction. See, I got two things. And I wanted to mention something the peakless that we were talking about oh, last night, if I could. Now, first of all, my know. brief announcement. Now, this this came up last night. We don't want and any announcement wants. regarding underwear. No brief announcements. No, I don't wear any underwear, man. I used to wear boxers. That was asking me back in 2017 when I was running for office. Thus Carol ends the me. brief announcement. <laughs> yeah, I used to wear boxers. Anyways, the point is. A call came in after I was on, and, and I tell you what, I, this has got to stop. I mentioned it before. I have a name. It's called Ricky, and I'm Ricky from the Commonwealth. I'm not Richard. I'm Ricky. Now, maybe this person has slight dementia, could be. I don't know. He's a little on the older side, you know, but my name is Ricky, not Richard. I've corrected Ricardo this Ricardo de Commonwealth. Yeah, so that that's that. And plus, also, I'm going to address this Tuesday. I have serious issues with this person concerning Sister Arya. Spiritually, she's Sister Arya. This guy doesn't understand that. And, you know, he's called Physically, me this she's still brother Arya. stuff. But you know, it's really ridiculous. You know? I see. Going up about him. So you're a you know? bigot. <laughs> huh? I was, I was just uh, calling one of my co-hosts a bigot, like you do. Exactly. 
No, he he's dis- made a distinction by saying spiritually. Yeah. 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 So, What's anyway. wrong with that? And you Spirit? filled in the blank with yes. therefore physically. I may, I I jumped to the conclusion. Yes. Did you use the jump well, no, to conclusions, I Matt? That. I, I, <laughs> yes. I'm aware of that. You know, I didn't. That was that's obvious. Well, that's another problem he has a problem with. But see, he doesn't understand that inside spiritually she's a girl, so she's sister Ari. So the rest of it's perfectly makes sense. He doesn't get that. I actually that, don't that, think that girls exist anymore. Like, okay, wait, seriously. Huh? The the so so the idea that there's like the, so there's sex and there's gender, right? So there's like your Allegedly. biological male, female, whatever, and your uh, social male, female, whatever. So from my perspective, social females are like uh, they're like unicorns. Like they they I mean they do exist in places. They're called trad wives. Stop and every now and again, you find one of these things. But in general, like the the separation of uh, of expectation for a human being that becomes an adult is all the same thing now. Like, everyone's expected to go to work and pay their rent. And that used to be a guy thing. Like, you go to work and you pay the rent. You you were the, the, the breadwinner. And now, women are expected to be breadwinners. So I just want some bread. She gets her nails done and cheats on you while you're at work. That's the way it should be. <laughs> <laughs> the, the authentic, traditional American way. There you go. So... To, to my mind, that like that gender role has ceased to exist in America. Okay, so I mean the the idea of oh well I'm I I have the gender of female. No, you don't. No one does. Even biological females don't have the oh. gender of female, with very rare exceptions. See, and I would take a different tact on it, and I would say if if you don't know what gender you are, just mark female, because real men know they're real men. Oh. Huh. Huh. See, what I don't understand, though, Peakless, is why this guy, and I'm not even going to dignify his name, why he can't just refer to her as Sister Aria. It's a big issue with him. It's like a hang-up. Well. You know, he talks, he says, I'm King Richard. Okay, I don't think <laughs> this guy says he's King. He seems to I don't remember this caller. Yeah, I don't remember huh? either. I mean, I'm I'm happy oh, to devil's I advocate on this him. one, he's like though. This, he's, guy, he's this old guy that tells lame jokes and, you know, tells funny stories sometimes, I think. So. Oh, that guy. Uh, that we guy. Didn't, we didn't talk to him yesterday, huh. though. Yeah, well, yeah I mean, last so, night. So uh, I'll, I'll, give you, uh, I'll give you an argument no, against uh, referring, to, uh, uh, referring to uh, biological males who identify as female as female. Now, an argument against that is that so we had all these things that we would defer to women on because they had a whole bunch of extra set of troubles. Like, life was unfair to them. So to kind of even things out, we'd, like, be nicer to them because you know we weren't losing a chunk of our organ on a monthly basis so things were a little easier for us so we were trying to be nicer for the to them as a a a way of evening things out so then these guys who don't have a chunk of their organs suddenly go missing every month that's why guys were the same kind of nice yeah like a they have it harder and b we kind of want to reproduce we're going to be nice to you because you get a period once a month yeah, basically. That's the justification. Uh, women yeah. do have... Uh, the, women the, do the have... Period, the period, uh, the uh, difficulty compartmentalizing emotion from logic, uh, the uh, and, you know, the ability to bring humans into the universe. Women okay. do have a monopoly on uh, all of the natural vaginas. That's true. It's the best kind. 
eat organic? Well, well a near monopoly, because uh, there are intersex people. Intersex? Yeah, uh, hermaphrodites, etc. Oh, right, right. Yeah. The, 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 the gender benders. Yeah. Just wait till they get a letter. <laughs> can you tell them to go F themselves? Is that where the plus is? <laughs> Not can, on this show, can, you can't. Can you tell them to go F That's themselves? That's true. Uh, we can tell them to go FCC themselves. Uh, well, there you go, no doubt. Yeah, one thing I wanted to throw in there, and I'm going to talk to you about this next time we get together. Okay, well, thanks for the call. (laughs) (laughs) Moving right along, it's uh, Shortwave Surfer. Shortwave Surfer, you're on Free Talk Live. I love love that outro. Uh, Here's what I got in the bush. I'll talk to you guys about this next time. Great, thanks for the call. (laughs) (laughs) That was awesome. By the way, just to to answer your unasked question, uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken is founded in North Corbin, Kentucky. So, yes, it was founded in Kentucky. Was there really a Colonel Sanders? Uh, according yes. to this, yes. Okay. 18, yes, there actually was. 1880-something. 1880-something? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. 1880-something. 18, I want to say it was 1889. I just looked it on uh, – it's actually just on Wikipedia. So I get confused because like, like, Ronald McDonald, fake. Jack in the Box, fake. Burger King, fake. Dave Thomas from Wendy's, real. Mm-hmm. Right, Wendy from Wendy is real. Real, yeah. yeah. His his daughter. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, you remember the comedian Carrot Top? Yes. He uh, he did this bit where he he said he used to take uh, some hair ties and put his hair up into pigtails and drive into Wendy's and watch him freak out. She's here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the thing that freaks me out about the the Wendy's insignia, if and now that I tell you this, you'll always see it. So the little ruffle on her uh, her neck so is specifically designed to say "Mom." Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. This that says, creeps me out. All right. This says Sanders Court and Cafe was founded in March twentieth of nineteen thirty in North Corbin, Kentucky. The first franchise was September twenty fourth, nineteen fifty two in Salt Lake City. Uh, the founder strayed really far away from home. Colonel Harlan Sanders, or it just says Harlan Sanders. It doesn't say Colonel. Uh, anyway, there you go. Because he's fought for the South. It's worth twenty-seven point yeah. nine. No, it's uh, revenue in twenty twenty was twenty-seven point nine billion dollars. It's a lot of chicken. That'd be nice to have. Good lord, that's a lot of chicken. Yeah. All right, so surfer, what what else is up? Um, this Memorial Day thing, I actually posted a uh, a post on Mastodon here earlier, mm-hmm. basically saying something to the effect of, uh, if you're serving on this Memorial Day, why are you, uh, why are you putting your life at risk to die for, you know, bureaucrats and things like that that are uh, taxing your countrymen and stealing from them with uh, taxation? Excellent question. To put themselves through college. And I'm, I'm really an surprised Xbox, you know, that I haven't gotten any pushback from it. Because Mastodon is full of a lot, a lot of Mastodon anyway, is a bunch of like liberals. So I'm really oh, surprised yeah. that I haven't gotten pushback from it. Yeah, I guess it depends on your community. I haven't had uh, as much play, if you will, on Mastodon as I have the other social media, probably because I'm doing it wrong uh, in nope, some way, shape, just, or form. Uh, as many people there. Yeah, okay. I, I'm not. Yeah, that's probably. I, I'm not in a whole bunch of like, you know, uh, what do you call them? Federations, is that right? Sure. Uh, so. Uh, you know, I, I'm in some different groups. I've got you know different tabs that I br- I browse through and that kind of thing. But um, yeah, the interactions on Mastodon are uh, far less. I'm, I really I'm, enjoy. I'm Mastodon. definitely surprised that you're not getting pushbacked in in, in that uh, environment. Maybe fingers crossed here 
The left is remembering that they hate war. No. Yeah, that's not right. Biden is still I president. I doubt that. I'm hoping, man. I'm hoping. Well, I mean, they, they only hate war when a Republican is uh, in charge of it. Right. Mm. Eh. Seems to be the case. Eh. You can't even bring up Tulsi on this one, right? Because she's not even anti-war. I mean, they didn't hate war when Trump was in charge of it. Sure, they did. Did they? Because I don't remember like yeah. one no, anti-war no, no, protest remember, the entire time remember, he was president. You remember during uh, Obama? Uh, the, the Republicans, of course, came up with all the, like, Obama memes and, and all that kind of stuff and all yep. the, you know, hey, he dropped, you know, more missiles and bombs than any other sitting president or whatever. Uh, when Trump was in office, the left did the exact same thing, but with yep. Trump. Hmm. See, Obama wasn't that bad. Trump did it worse. Yeah. I Instead of realizing that, oh, look, they both do the exact same freaking thing, perhaps the chair is the problem. I know. I, I didn't hear it. And I know that the uh, the mainstream media obviously got on his case for, for any kind of like trying to draw back the war, trying to bring troops home. And I know that the people on the left were happy to be against him for any available reason. I so. did see a, a meme that I can only surmise was, you know, they say the left can't meme. I can only surmise was developed by somebody who leans left. Okay. Uh, I, I surmise that because of the meme, but and I'll tell you what it is. It's a terrible meme. It's, it's a picture of Ron DeSantis, and the meme says uh, this guy went and uh, bought himself a, uh, a blonde wig and got himself a fake spray tan. Oh, in, I saw this one. In uh, preparation for yeah. his presidential no, campaign. No, that's good. That was good stuff. And I laughed because they're, they're making fun of Ron DeSantis dressing up well, as Trump ours- in order to... You know, get our there. servicemen are nothing but cannon fodder for the banksters and the corrupt politicians to and the military industrial complex. That ding, 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 ding. That is the correct answer, shortwave surfer. Tell him what he's won, Peekless. Uh, knowledge of the real world. Higher taxes. Oh, and a more consistent <laughs> view of reality. So, whereas you are correct, I'm still unsympathetic to their plight because they're still still getting paid by tax money. And they're still doing the dirty deeds, yeah. Uh, until the point in time which they give that up and make that you know moral transition, yeah. As some of them tend to do, like well, the conscientious object. And look, if really you figured too- out that it's evil, stop. Oh, but it's they'll really put me in jail. Because- okay, well, don't murder people. You know, don't help it's murder re- people. Oh, they'll put me in jail if I don't help murder people. Sorry, go ahead. It's it's really too bad that the government didn't. Uh, go like default on its debt because then the military people wouldn't get paid until <laughs> they finally work something out. Yeah, that wouldn't when, that have been fun? They wouldn't have been paid be nice. last, right? Yeah, and like, would they would have nice cut all the programs would... before the military, and then by the time they got to cutting military budget, yeah. they would have figured it out. Yeah, and uh, okay, we're going to so... close your parks and stop your social security, and all the welfare is going to end. You don't want that to happen, right? Yeah, and, and they'll and never bring to... up the military. To, to put this in proper perspective, they still had another $4 trillion to spend for the rest of the year. You know, $4 trillion, like the entire budget that they spent way back in 2017. And it's gone. Yeah. So uh, the, the idea that they couldn't pay their soldiers, it's, uh, yeah, no, that's, that's well, wasn't, the uh, fear-mongering that they, that they do every year. Wasn't ancient Rome uh, when they started uh, shaving, uh, shaving off Corners, corners, shaving off the edges of the coins to reduce their gold and silver content. Wasn't that in an effort to continue to pay the military? Mm-hmm. So there we go. The creation of fiat 
or the devaluation of currency, uh, you know, to pay the military. Yeah. Well, and, and the thing with Rome, they had a whole bunch of barbarians that they were hiring as mercenaries. Yeah. And then they decided not to pay them. Yeah. And that's how they got sacked. It'd be it'd be nice if they just didn't get paid, and then when they came back and finally did raise the ceiling, they didn't con- they didn't pay them because then people would realize, hey, the government isn't a good place to work because I could get laid off or not paid anytime they dang well please, and I'm not going to get any money. Yeah, so and now you know why that was never going to happen. Yeah, th- yeah this, of course not. This thing comes up every you know couple of years or so, and it always gets raised, and nothing ever happens. They threaten all sorts of things, and. Uh, a couple of years, or even like, oh, we got to shut down the government. Nothing of consequence I was in the government. Hoping this time, nothing of consequence Dog in the government and pony I mean, show. ever gets yeah. shut down. The the uh, uh, it pains me to say this. Unfortunately, government jobs probably still offer you better security in oh, the yeah. long run because even though they might shut it down at any given time, right? The likelihood is the government will persist. Whereas if you have a job at a business or a corporation. They might go bankrupt and go out of business yeah. too, yeah. right? And they're not going to rely on taxpayer funds or future debts to stay around. Yeah, and and in the cases where they do both uh, inside the government and outside the government the same job, you get about one hundred and fifty percent for working for the government. Right. Well, yeah, and of course everybody knows the government jobs have better benefits and all that kind of stuff than your your regular corporate job. Yeah, uh, so for yeah, a lot these, less work. Yeah. Yeah, and these... also, considering the track record that government employees have of doing the most insane and stupid things, like, it's pretty tough to get fired from a government job once you get one. Right. Yeah, you tend to fail up. Yeah. Yeah, these mafiosos definitely pay their made men well. Surfer? And and the whole thing, the whole thing about, like, uh, government waste, like, I'm, a, I'm assuming that the $30,000 golden toilet seat doesn't actually exist. But no, it's money laundering. Mm-hmm. like... Yeah, you know, like the government's spending way too much money on things that cost a fourth the price in the private sector. That's ridiculous. Oh yeah. Well, right. and and it is all top to bottom just bribery and paybacks, like kickbacks to everyone who gave you money in the campaign, like and, top to bottom. And the government waste comes in the forms of use it or lose it budget, right? There's no saving a budget when you're working for a government agency. You just spend it all on whatever it is you can find around the office or like the sailors or whatever, chucking stuff overboard mm-hmm. so you can requisition new ones, right? And then you get an increase in budget because, hey, we used it all and now we need more for the next period. Hey, Shortwave Surfer, thanks for the call. We appreciate you. 603-283-6160 is the number if you'd like to join us on Free Talk Live. Uh, let's swing back over to uh, this article that we started to talk about it was blame the feds for your canceled flight this memorial day and we'll talk about oh and uh by the way colonel uh he was just given that by the governor he didn't actually serve just like captain kickass did yeah. honorary title i serve myself well, by the you, way you have a m- much more legitimate title in my opinion I, I am kind of boat shaped so i can be the captain of myself more free talk live is coming up Yeah. 
Yes, we are, Beard. We three Beards of Free Talk Live are here in the studio, taking your calls. And in the first chair, it's Captain Kickass. In the second chair, it's Peakless Mountaineer. In the third chair, it's Reggie Rich. And the telephone number is 6036. No, two. Wait, two. Eight. Eight. Three. Three. Six. There's the six. One, six, zero. I'm glad you pointed at him for that one. If only, I've, if only I'd heard this a time or two before. Yeah, sorry. We'll, we'll, we'll make sure you get some reps in your ears, you know, every time you do the show. All right. 603-283-6160. Ding. Operators are standing by. Here's how to order. Hey, uh, if it works for Porcupine Real Estate, it can work for us. Because every time Mark Warden comes up, my head plays that song. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. Anyway. It's the real to Mark Warden. Yeah. Ding. Blame the feds for your canceled flight this Memorial Day. If your Memorial Day weekend plans are ruined by flight delays, blame government. It's planning to blame them for anything anyway. I mean, it is amazing how many things you can blame government for. I mean, that's where the buck stops for most of society's ills. Yeah. Well, so uh, there's this phrase, Bitcoin fixes this, that people will make fun of, especially on Twitter. But uh, I stand by it on pretty much every single possible usage because using a currency that isn't fiat means that they don't have the money to do half the nonsense that they do. Right. If you use Bitcoin, they can't do war. Yeah. Yeah. War as we know it requires that you be able to print money for it. Right. And they can't print more to give Elon Musk a loan. Yeah. Right. Or like curing cancer. Yeah. Bitcoin fixes that too. How does Bitcoin cure cancer? Okay. That's so, a big leap. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, a, yeah, big, yeah. Par- a big part of- Fill in the gaps. A big part of why our medical system is so screwed up is because it's completely dominated by the government. It is. Yeah. So if the government actually has to earn the money that before they spend it, and if people are free to spend their money without getting uh, uh, thrown in jail for giving it to the wrong person, then they can actually pursue real medicine That's instead true. of this single track must be approved by Pfizer uh, nonsense that masquerades as medicine. I want to to bring something up if you're you're open to taking the question. So. I'm open. I'm open. Okay. Are you going to fill in the gaps? Yeah, absolutely. All the time. As much as often as possible. Like I did to your mom. There you go. (laughs) There are ultra rare diseases Mm -hmm. that people suffer from. Mm -hmm. Right. That it would be hard pressed to get a market solution to because. Not really. Well, hear me out. I'm listening. Because the cost of the research and their and and uh, cure, right, outweighs the number of people that it would cure, mm-hmm. and so research and development money would still filter to more common diseases, and so right. how would right. how would like the are you watching rare- me, camera guy? I am. I'm watching. Okay. You. Okay. So. Uh- what we have right now is it is completely illegal to run actual insurance companies. So this idea, you know, call it what you will, where we have like a pool of money and then when one of us gets sick, that's what pays for it. 
there are so many rules with that that you can't actually just do that. Now, that is the way to solve most uh, medical situations. You have to have a pool of money with a a group of people in order for that to work. Now, when you have that, and when you have competition in that, proper competition, so you have a whole available set of structures for people to pool their money for medical expenses, what ends up happening is, from time to time, that person who gets sick has one of these ultra-rare, super-weird things. Mm -hmm. But because the other people in that pool aren't sick right now, we can spend a bunch of money figuring out this ultra rare disease. Maybe because you have to you still have to have someone doing that research Mm -hmm. and it has to be worth their time to do that research. Well, what makes it prohibitively expensive. Okay, so the the fundamental problems are, are way bigger of a problem than what you're mentioning. So the fundamental problems is that we have what masquerades as a medical system and is in fact nothing similar to a medical system. So a medical system would be something that actually wanted you to be healthy. Yeah, that, that made you're, you're thinking about a healthcare system right. versus what we have now, which is a disease management system. Exactly. Understood. So, I got all that. I'm not saying that the current system is better, right? I'm just saying that, you know, much like wanting any product that's ultra rare, yeah. right? Like, I want the one-off car that's only made for me, yeah, right? Nobody else in the world can have it. The custom job. The yeah. custom job. It's going to be way more expensive than any other car on the market. Okay. Yeah. So, right? And so this ultra rare disease is it's going to be more, way expensive more expensive to mm-hmm. cure. And if only three people in the world have The it, only caveat here is, is that we have seen a number of times where something like that, some obscure, ultra-rare type of ailment, uh, gets accidentally cured by the development of some other thing mm-hmm. that they're working but on. But now, yeah. now you're relying well, on like an accident. Well, happen. hold on. So first off, you have the accidents that do happen like that. Now, in every case, the incentive right now is to suppress that information as effectively as possible. Like, that's where the money is, to suppress sure. all the possible cures, so that if your wacky, weird disease that we found a cure for, well, we don't want you cured. Right. We want you treated for the rest of your life. Understood. But comparing it to the current system doesn't help me understand how something that rare and that expensive will be handled in the free market. So that's one part of it. Another part of it, uh, if you think of, okay, the most brilliant minds in medicine. Now, do they leave the United States because of how uh, overregulated it is? No, they flock here because you get the most money for it in the United States medical uh, care system. So our very, very government-controlled medical care system is where all of the big brains in medicine are going. Um, And big brains in general, like a huge chunk of those, they could be doing medicine, but it's way, way more profitable for them to be doing stocks right now okay? because of all of the nonsense that the government is doing. So a huge chunk of those brains should be in things like engineering and medicine and useful things. And right now they're coming up with just more and more inventive ways to put numbers over here and numbers over there because that's where the money is. So a huge part of that brain power would be in medicine, isn't in medicine. A huge part of the, and all of the the huge brain power that is in medicine in the American system is not going to actual medicine. Right, and and fundamentally the the current, we'll call it medical system if you want, uh, the incentive structure is not one where that encourages cures. It is not one that encourages uh, a healthy human being even uh, because 
government gets in the way and says, oh, well, you can't talk about these things. You can't prescribe these things. You can't allow your patient to seek out, quote, an alternative medicine, unquote, mm-hmm. right? Whereas in a free market system, uh, your care provider, your doctor, whatever, your, your, your professional, your healthcare professional is incentivized to keep you healthy. And in fact, uh, o- old school, uh, what do we call them? Uh, the societies, the oh, uh, uh, friendly societies, yeah, friendly societies. Uh, they would pool their money together to pay a doctor's salary and then they would withhold his monthly disbursement until whoever was sick was healthy, that kind of a thing. So mm-hmm. that's not exactly what it is. I'm paraphrasing how it worked. But basically, the doctors were incentivized to keep you healthy. Mm-hmm. And if you did not become healthy, you didn't have to pay again until you were healthy. Yeah. And uh, when it comes to exotic diseases, the, the incentive there is, okay, well, I treat this exotic disease, but then I've got the cure to that disease. So then I can use this cure that I found from treating you on other people who happen to get that disease. If someone is working on a treatment right. right that's my point right, right. yeah so right, right like now whoever there's nobody working on super lupus right right in a free market because three people on the planet have it oh no absolutely they will uh one of the big things is uh, the regulations that you have to go through and basically you have to know the right people grease the right palms in order for the fda to ever approve any kind of treatment that you do develop from this ultra rare thing who's going to pay for it who's going to pay for it a, the, Three people on the planet, or whatever whatever number right, you want. Right, so right. Like A. They're responsible for paying for their medical care or the insurance company. So, right. But you got this disease with no cure, no treatment yet, right? And how is that going to get, fu- who's going to fund the research on that when it's more, uh, with the cost-benefit analysis goes like, cheaper just to let them die. Well, uh, there are a number of ways that this could be handled, of course. Charity is one of them. Uh, and in fact, in my mind, at least the first one that comes uh, that pops up where there would probably be uh, some consortium, some organization of people who dedicate themselves to specifically this kind of a thing uh, from a charitable perspective. And so, you know, if you have a family member that comes down and dies or something super rare, you know, maybe you donate you know X amount of dollars to them every year to keep their foundation for super rare diseases you know, open and working and employing people. Yeah. You know, well, maybe talk, this is a way talk about f- like five families a year. Right. Donations. Right. But it could be they could have researchers working on any number of rare disease, rare diseases at okay. any given time. Right. So you, you basically it's a subset of the same way that the healthcare would be provided. But mm-hmm. this is within the medical community now where they have uh, an internal friendly society of medical researchers whom they all get together and pay for these ultra rare what to research them and, and that kind of so thing. super lupus would be subsidized. Yes. Right. We're going to make money curing cancer. And then sprinkle a little bit to super lupus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I mean, I, I see that as a viable, at least one viable way. Yeah. The, just, you know, having half thought about it here while listening to you guys talk. Yeah. The, the friendly societies, the charities, these are, are one way of paying for this. Also, if you look at what happens now, if you end up, if you are one of these really, really rich people and you have one of these really, really rare diseases, what usually happens is you leave the country because there is so much regulation on what you are allowed to do in this country to treat someone medically that you have to get out from under those restrictions. Yeah, medical tourism is real. Right, which is a huge loss of resources in order to get to the same uh, end point. 
So if you didn't have to waste all of those extra resources, we'd have a whole lot more for Super Lupus. Uh, we can talk more about this, but let's go to the phones. Let's go to Jerome in South Carolina. Jerome, you're on Free Talk Live. Trump train. Hey. hey, how y'all doing this evening? We're good, Jerome. What's on your mind? Hey, I just watched. I was watching the news yesterday and today. And it seems like they got a little problem in Texas with the Attorney General being impeached. Huh? No Pete, idea what you're talking hey, Daddy, about. They what voted out the, the attorney general. Oh, what does the, the word majority. impeach mean? I thought it was mm, peach. Like you bite into a peach <laughs> and you go, mm. no, M peach. That means hasta la vista, baby. Here's the weird thing, Jerome, and I've thought about this yeah. a little bit between your calls. Like yeah. you call in here thinking you're gonna do a gotcha on us. Uh, whenever <laughs> no, time a Republican, does. right? Whenever no. like a Republican does something dumb, right? Yeah. Because you think we're Republicans and we're not, right? Did so, I say that? No. You imply it. You insinuate almost every week. You imply or insinuate, which is why I tease you with the Trump train choo choo in the beginning of your call every week, <laughs> right? Because you're a Democrat and we got it, and we make fun of Democrats. But what you miss is we also make fun of Republicans because we, do. we don't discriminate. Right, so you can't get us with the oh my God, they got another Republican because all you're going to get from us is agreement on that issue, right? And then you'll bring you know, up something you, about a Democrat, and then you'll get disagreement what, from us. No, yeah, see I'm, now when when I whenever I talk about Republican, you know, you get kind of touchy, you know. I'm starting to wonder about you, dude. The one okay, whoever you just brought up, I'm glad they lost their job because they were doing a terrible job of it. Yeah, but Republican they, they Democrat like don't matter. They didn't talk like that when it was Trump, though. I mean, they had all these lawyers. Dude, I think did. Okay, uh, okay. Who here in the studio thinks that Trump should go to jail for war crimes? Me, me. me. Yep, all of us, Jerome. <laughs> we all think he should go to jail who for here, war crimes. Who here in the studio? Hallelujah! Hang on, hang on Jerome. Hang on, Jerome. Who here in the yeah. studio made fun of Trump during his presidency every time they were on the air? Me, me. Uh, in fact, uh, and in fact, I I coined the term, well at least do Biden and see if he still says hallelujah. At, at least on air, I coined the term Trumpanzee. Mm. Right, these are the uh, overzealous Trump followers, the uh, the Q followers, right, who are still waiting for their one thousand seven hundred and eighty two D chess twelve D chess to to be played out. So now, uh, who here in the studio made fun of Biden uh, before he was even elected? Me. That's right. So we are equal opportunity satirists. We do not like politicians, Jerome. And so go ahead with the rest of your thoughts. Well, who are you going to vote for? Well, who are you going for? You don't like Democrats. I vote for me. I'm going to lead myself. I don't need a leader. It totally works. It works every day. It works out great for me. I'm doing a great job of leading myself. I'm I'm not Uh, a registered voter, and I don't intend to ever become a registered voter. Why not? You live in America, right? What's that? it's your country too, you know. Hey Jerome, no, it isn't. No, it isn't. No, show, is, show me this the, is none of my fault. Show me the contract where all of our names are on it, and you and I are co-owners of this country, Jerome. Wait a minute, haven't you heard? Haven't you heard the song? This this land is your land. This, this land land's not land. your yeah, land. Is, this land's not huh? my land. Yeah, that was It's nonsense. all taken from us by the IRS man. Not the redwood forests. Not the Gulf Stream waters. This <laughs> land doesn't belong to you or me. And it's true. Now, back in the day when it was just Mark and Ian, right, you had Mark the registered Republican and Ian the registered Democrat, 
both spouting off libertarian viewpoints on various things, mm-hmm. right? But that is that is not the rotating cycle of characters anymore. That's true. As for hey, voting, no, no. Um, I know I'm voting in the primaries. Uh, I'm voting for RFK in the Democratic primaries. I vote for that. Guy. Oh, I know you hate anything that's not an establishment Democrat. No. Come on. No, you are 100% establishment Democrat. He just agreed. Nothing else. Peekless just admitted right. he's going to vote Democrat, and you're still mad at him. Yeah, because it's hey, the yeah. wrong Democrat. He's not establishment <laughs> enough. Hey, uh, hey, Jerome. Right, right? Hey, hey, Jerome. Jerome, yeah. I have a question for you. Yes. If I picked just some random person to be in charge of you uh, for the next four years, do yeah. I have a right to do that? No. And then if you pick some random person to be in charge of me for say the next four years, do you have a right to do that? I would never I would never do that. You that's what you do. do. That. That's what you do when you vote. You pick somebody to be in charge of somebody else whom you don't even know for the next hey, four years. That is what you do. And that you don't have a right to do that. Person. That's a violation of the non aggression principle. Well you are your own person and I am my own person. I'm in charge of me. And you're in charge of you. So, how come, so how come when you vote and the guy you voted for wins, I am forced without any choice to be led by him? Hey, you don't have to live here. You know, you can go live somewhere else. If yeah, you know. I they did. I'm here in New Hampshire. Scam somewhere else. He's talking about no, moving to another country where oh, they will no, do the same scam there, yeah, there is else. no place on planet Earth that is not claimed by a government. No, Jerome, you're wrong. I can't go move somewhere else where this Can does not happen. I guess. Can I tell you something, else? You see, the real reason I call you is because uh, I'm kind of persona non grata in my hometown because we got like a bunch of Republicans on the on the radio here. Oh, oh yeah, we heard that. Uh, we we heard a rumor that you used to call a show and you would have your own theme music being played. <laughs> I'm not so sure. About that. Yeah, I'm sure of it. Yeah. Where did this rumor start? The you surfer. gotta stop oh. listening to those rumors. They're not true. Mm. Uh huh. Interesting. But uh-huh. anyway, because what was the theme song? Uh, you know, I don't remember. It, it's oh. a release to be able to talk. You know, and speak free, freely because. I mean, it's so Republicans. Well, it's a here. good thing like that no one listens to you. <laughs> the radio shows are in the tank for Republicans, so I kind of I need a reprieve sometimes. Dude, if know? everyone listened to you, we oh, wouldn't even have minute. this. Much wait a minute, freedom. wait a minute, hang on, Jerome. Are you saying yeah, yeah, yeah. that you call Free Talk Live because we give you the most freedom it's as free. a caller? It's free, except for I got to pay for the call. Other than that, hey, I don't have a problem with it. Sweet. Hey, Jerome, thanks for wait, the call. Wait, um, oh, wait. No, hang on. No, I just... Uh, so Peekless it's, uh, wants to talk over me again. It's uh, it's yeah, Memorial Day ready. weekend, and I just wanted to yeah. say I'm sorry for your service. No, that's not nice, Richard. Richard. That, that's that, Peekless. Peekless. You know that. You know that, right? That was Peekless, by the way, not No, Richard. I'm sorry for your service. No, I'm I not. really I'm wish glad, that that I'm had never I happened. Served. It changed my life. I'm glad I I'm served. sure it did. And if I could, I'd I'm sure being an assistant murderer made you a different person. If he could, I'm he would patriot. do it again. I'm sure I'm you a would. Patriot too. Yeah, I'm sure I'm that a... you would murder people across the planet again no, if you were only young I'm enough. I'm not into that murder. I'm not into that murdering stuff. But okay, you, know. well, you kill innocent people that didn't do anything to you. What do you want to call that? No, I've never done that, man. I'm not into that. Oh, really? You, you assisted? I'm murder a, is I'm, a legal hey, term. I listened to Dr. King growing up, man. I'm a nonviolent person. But yet you, you were in the military? Yeah. So you didn't listen very well. 
Well, you know, hey, we to each his own, you know? Like like No, always. no, not to each Ending his own. Ending people's lives is not a to each his own situation. <laughs> hey, I like serving my country. What can I say? If you wanted to serve your country, killing people is just not the right way. Yeah, there's well, a- kill the right well, people, please. Again, right? There's the oath to uphold the Constitution yeah, against sorry. Killing innocent people is not the right way. No, no, hey. I, I, I'm a I'm a veteran, man. I'm a I'm a patriot. So yeah, I, and I'm sorry for your know. service. So hey, so when you were in the service, you Jerome, protect yourself, you know. Uh, when you were in the service, yeah, Jerome, you assisted in ending other people's lives in some way, shape, or form. Were any of those lives domestic, or were they all foreign? Well, I served one year in a foreign country, and I served the rest of the time on on American soil. So okay, you know. so any of the people so who died. Any of the people who died were they were they uh, United States citizens or were they all non-U.S. citizens? I don't know. I don't. I don't keep track of uh, how many people that I I got rid of. Okay, you lost count. That's not a theme. That's not. He must have killed I'm, a lot of people I if he lost count. Of. Well, I don't know about that. So he ran out of little little notches to make on his the barrel of his rifle. Of yeah, that's got kind of rid of too. You know, just, of it's you. like emptying an ashtray. Really, you know, human lives. Just, just you, got you rid of them. You can be a person of peace too, you know. Uh, I mean, oh, that, oh that can you? For you to believe. Yeah, you you could serve, just not in the military, right? There, are, if you really wanted to serve something called the United States of America, the military is the last thing you would join. Well, I you would instead some like form some sort of a charity, or perhaps uh, become a, a minister and go on a mission, or something along those lines. That would be serving people, Start joining to cure super lupus. Joining the largest murder organization on planet Earth is not serving. You make your choices; I make my choices. That's what America's all about. Well, you're lucky. None of my choices involve te- involve treating you like a Middle Easterner. Well, you'd probably run to Canada because the way you sound, you know, you, you, you wanted people to run to Canada, man. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah, because Canada's <laughs> so different. Just so different. <laughs> Canada is just like Canada is just looking over America's shoulder, Jerome, and and cheating. He's calling him a draft dodger. Is what he's doing. (laughs) Yeah, no. If I if if they'd draft me, I I wouldn't go either. Uh, uh, You you know what the draft is, Jerome? Right? It's slavery. Yeah. It's conscription. Yeah. Yeah. Do Do you enjoy conscription and slavery, Jerome? I don't agree. Do you with enjoy that, conscription okay, well, and on, slavery? Hold on. You don't agree that uh, conscription is slavery. So no, what's the difference, Jerome? I don't Jerome? enjoy slavery. I don't. I never felt like a slave when I was in the military. Oh, so I, if I your slaves don't feel years. like slaves, it doesn't count. Cool. I left after eight years. Okay, so it's Only not took eight years. So I'm, if I'm real nice to my slaves, it doesn't count. That's good to know, so Jerome. May, I appreciate you, that. You're, Earlier you were arguing to keep them slaves a little bit longer, too, so let's not go down I was saying that the Civil War wasn't the way to to do it. Okay. I'm not, I'm not, hey, uh, slavery is not a trivial or or comedic act. I agree. Nor is conscription, nor is the draft, nor is murdering people in a time of war. There's nothing off limits in comedy. Apart from the fact that you did not feel like a slave while it happened, what's the difference between being conscripted and being a slave? Hey, a white guy like you don't know a damn thing about slavery, so you might as well just... Oh, oh. yeah. What about yeah, the there's never been there a white slave. You know it's never existed in human you know, history. You know, like, this, like when, when, this is like when somebody brings up Hitler in the argument, they automatically lose. What, what about a Ukrainian who was conscripted to fight for Zelensky's war? Slave or no slave? Look, 
that is an awful thing to be doing to people, okay? And eventually, it's going to come to Answer the end. question, Jerome. I'm not going to give up. What's that? What was the question? Richard, rephrase the question. Uh, there were people in the Ukraine that were conscripted to fight Zelensky's war. Slave or not a slave? No, they're defending the damn country. They got to fight. No. Hey, Jerome, thanks for the call. We appreciate you. 603-283-6160. More of your calls, more of Free Talk Live. Hour number three is still to come. It's the Sunday Night Edition a free talk live. Parody of We Three Kings, yeah. but it's no, We Three it. Beards. Yeah, okay. It was a callback. Everybody got it. Oh, you're calling back. Speaking of callbacks, we have some calls holding. We'll get to those in just a minute. If you want to join us, the telephone number. You like that segue? Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. If you'd like to join us tonight, uh, before we go on with the rest of the show, Free Talk Live listeners, I am asking you for a favor. As you may already know, Ian Freeman, the show's founder was recently convicted of various victimless crimes and is facing up to 20 years in prison. Again, victimless crimes, 20 years. We can argue all day as to if the jury was mistaken, but that's not going to get us anywhere. What will be helpful is for you to write a letter to the Honorable Joseph LaPlante about Ian's character, how he helps the community, and why you think he deserves a light sentence. Also, saying things about yourself they give your opinion weight with government workers will be helpful, such as if you held office, if you had a military career, if you volunteer somewhere, perhaps you're involved in charities. These are things that you should mention. Ian is a selfless guy that has always tried to do what he thinks is right, and it would be a tragedy if he has to spend any time in prison. We need these letters quickly, so don't put it off. Send your letter t- for Ian Freeman to 63 Emerald Street, Number 610, Keene, New Hampshire, 03431. If you didn't get that address written down, that's okay. All the info you need can be found at letters.freetalklive.com. That's letters.freetalklive.com. All right. Uh, in the studio, it's myself, the captain. Peakless Mountaineer. And Richie Rich. Let's go to the phones and let's go to Bata, Major Payne in Michigan. Yeah, I wonder if you was to write in a letter and put a $5 bill in it for the judge, would that be considered bribery? <laughs> yes. Probably. They would deem it yeah, so. I think so. Probably so. Yeah, yeah. but I'm figuring how else are you going to get him to read it, right? Huh. <clears throat> I mean, I thought this judge had to, has been reading those things, whether or not he'll act favorably upon I, it. I don't know whether or not he has. I don't know that there's a way, like, it's probably based on him saying he read it. Well, I, don't, I thought Arya brought up something where the judge mentioned something that only someone had submitted to the court. Oh, maybe that's true. Her, like the wedding. Right? Well, that, right. you, can, you can go officiate the wedding. Right? That and doesn't like, necessarily no, that. mean that, that he read the letters. That just means that he's aware that she had a thing to do 
before yeah. she can go to jail somehow. But like that, that well, thing to do was submitted in a letter. Jump out uh, he's a lot yeah, more likely to the whole thing, you know. Yeah, we're basically in the in the situation as did that teacher actually grade my paper? Yeah. Yeah. Or was it done by a TA? Yeah. Yeah. Depends. If you get to high school or college, maybe a TA. Mm. Elementary school, they take that stuff home. Yeah, but then they might have like their, you know, husband, wife, or older cousin, or dog, or somebody, you know, okay. read the papers. Yeah. Either way, you're still kind of trusting the bureaucrat to read it or not, and it's not like there's a difference to, you know, hold like, them accountable. Like, like I dated this teacher for a while, and I swear to God, this happened. We went out partying one night, and she's like, "I have to go to work in the morning." Oh crap! I forgot to grade these papers. And so she grabbed the stack of papers and just started writing grades based on her relationship with this. This guy's probably getting a C. This guy always fails. He's getting an F, right? And it was just based on her personal knowledge of the classroom. I don't know what happened after that, but I've seen that done. Okay. There's someone who who doesn't believe in their ability to turn a student around. Major, what's on your mind? All right. Well, seeing as how you guys are doing your beard talk live thing in the beginning of the show, you're talking about- Okay, wait, 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 wait. Before you go on, I just want to restate, not only for you, but for the audience, that this is free talk live. It's a coincidence uh, that we're all bearded. It, yeah, the like, FCC is listening. The, the, yeah, the use, your, use, your, uh, use your church language, not your my, beard my, talk live. My, my inside voice. Use okay, your free Dad. talk live voice. Yeah, no cussing. So anyway, um, you were talking about various rock and roll bands too at the beginning of the show. I was, yes. and it reminded me of something. You know how ZZ Top is uh, all but one of the members of the band are bearded, and the drummer who doesn't have a beard, his name is Frank, Frank Beard. Beard, yeah. Beard <laughs> is abstract. Funny. I've never mentioned that on the show before. Never, never, or the never. fact that you have a beard. Major, no you have a beard, that. don't you? Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Just checking. I I keep it trimmed back in the summertime. It gets too damn hot. Yeah. So what but, were you, um, what were you calling about? Well, a couple things. Another quick, cute one that I, I heard an old Irish woman today to, talking a story, telling a story that her mother had told her. Evidently, they got into a conversation about uh, weddings or marriage or sex or maybe all three. Who knows? But the old woman looked at the daughter and says, you know, a ring doesn't plug a hole. Okay. Moving Just because you're married do not mean you can't fornicate. M- moving right along to your next one. All right. Well, the last one was I just learned this here the other day. In the early 90s, there was about 50 different defense contractors. Now there's what they call the big five. That's why the military complex has such a ball hold on Congress right now. Hmm. Mm. Well, I'd say the reason they have such a ball hold on Congress is that military spending is one of the only things that everyone knows no one's going to bat an eye at. Like, you can spend a quadrillion dollars on the military and no one's going to bat an eye. Because, oh, it's it's the safety of our and security of our nation. It costs whatever it costs. Kind of like how teachers should be paid more, no matter how much they're being paid. Well, somehow or another, 50 of them got put out of business, and now there's only five dogs fighting yeah, over the bus. Somehow or other. I can tell you exactly how that happened. Big time. Yeah, well, I mean, it's the same thing with media, right? Isn't there only like five or six media companies now that own all of the media? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they, Everything is getting gobbled up. Same with the banks. Yeah, yeah. it's called it's called regulatory capture. 
when the big dogs have taken over the lawmakers, they make the lawmakers make laws, try saying that 10 times fast, that make sure that none of their competition ever gets to compete with them. And we're seeing the same thing happen with technology. Amazon, Microsoft. Yeah. The right? big five. Yeah. Absolutely. Apple, Google. Yeah. Apple, and Google. and they're making sure that there will never be a thing that can compete with them. Wait, That's why the it's like... Facebook. Thank you. That's why they're doing the like, oh, well, this is to get rid of TikTok because they're Chinese. It's not to get rid of TikTok. It's to make sure that no one ever gets a chance to compete with these people. Using the term loosely. Indeed. Well, if if people's eyes weren't open when the Patriot Act and they saw everything that came from that, um, I mean, I, I, I can't, I, I can help you if you're ignorant. I can't save you if you're stupid. Mm. <laughs> Amen. If that, to that were true, we wouldn't have a show. Well, yeah. I mean, to to some extent, this show is, you know, at least for me, it's the equivalent of me yelling at the rooftops, "Hey, you dummies! Right, you're doing it wrong." Uh, you know, when I woke up from the fog of statism, I wanted to tell everybody. And so I tried and, and n- nobody was having any of it. Yep. Right. And I was like, what the hell is wrong with these people? I've, I've discovered this thing and you all need to know, and you know? And so, you know, I'm here now doing it this way. The next best thing since like sliced bread. Newton. Freedom. It's like Newton running out of the orchard with the apple in his hand and the lump on his head trying to tell him about gravity. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and they were just as interested in Newton telling them about gravity as they are in us telling them about freedom. So it seems, except that gravity exists, right? <laughs> well, and that's the thing: freedom exists most of the time for most people. Otherwise, things would be so blasted inefficient that everyone would start starving to death again. Okay, yeah, just wait. Well, if gravity if gravity oh, yeah. didn't exist, no, yeah, no, I mean, nobody uh, would. Just- Uh, Personally, I think I won't have to wait long because uh, here on the 1st of June, they're uh, switching like a quadrillion dollars worth of contracts. Oh, is this the thing you wanted to mention? Nice. Way to wedge uh, it in there. Especially in hour three. (laughs) You're welcome. I was going to remind you at the break that you hadn't talked about it yet. Yeah, they're switching like, seriously, a quadrillion dollars worth of contracts over from the London version to the American version of this way of calculating interest. Yeah, you mentioned this yesterday, and I didn't quite understand it, so what it... It's an interest calculation? Yeah, exactly. And who's doing the switch? Uh, so it, it used to be the London overnight rate. Now it's the American secured overnight rate. Okay, but, but who, like all of these contracts exist. And in the contract, it's we will calculate this using the London rate. The London rate is not going to exist. Help me after out here. June. Walk it back a little bit. Uh, this is, these are contracts between the government and whom? Uh, it's the government and different people. It's banks and different people. It's banks and other banks. It's this like all of the derivatives markets. It's this enormous amount of uh, of money that is all set to this uh, British way of figuring out how much the banks owe each other uh-huh. and basing how much we owe each other on that. And that British way is not going to exist after June 1st. Uh-huh. So this is the Y2K of the financial world. Maybe they've prepared for it or enough that it'll be a nothing burger and maybe it'll be the financial collapse of the entire planet could go either way it sounds like the in layman's terms what's what's the that disaster outcome like financial crash of the entire planet is vague right what's what does that fallout look like well that's that's part of the problem you don't exactly know how it's going to look okay uh but it it all of a sudden my monthly payment is twenty dollars more right Right, so so it's twenty dollars more. Only it's twenty million dollars more, 
and then two hundred million in over ten years. So huge what's, calculations. What's the name of this new calculation? Okay, so the to? new calculation is called the SOFR rate, the uh, secured that? overnight funding rate, S O F R. It used to be the London Interbank Overnight Rate, which is the LIBOR. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, all these contracts were written up when LIBOR was the standard, and now LIBOR is not going to exist anymore. How, okay. How, is, hmm, how does the interest rate just not exist? So it's the way of calculating what the interest rate is. Right. So the way of calculating it still exists, Right. So, like uh, any other type of accounting. That calculation will no longer be made. So, like, the LIBOR rate gets uh, made by this very particular set of people. They're the only ones that are allowed to do this. And this, there is an element the of calculation control in this The calculation is proprietary? Thing. Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. It's proprietary. It's quasi-governmental. Only we have formula. Yeah. To calculate it, this interest rate. Yeah, and it's quasi-governmental, and okay. it's an incredible amount of power. Okay. So yeah, there's there's a lot of like fudging that gets done in this thing. Have you seen that little Caesars commercial where they're like, "How do they do it?" And it's just you know a gopher in the back room. Man, there's not a little Caesars in town, is there? No. Wow. But the commercial's great because it's like, how do they come up with these deals? And it's like a hedgehog in the back room just marking <laughs> stuff, right? But if the if the if the calculation is proprietary, yeah. only known by a select individual, right? Uh, sounds like you know the what's his name the. Joseph Mormon guy, like reading from a hat. Yeah, right? pretty much. Okay, wow. pretty much. So it's but, made up, but and it's, now it's been working made up in a so different far. Way. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And now it's going to be made up in a different way. Okay, and maybe nothing will happen. All right, or maybe this little tiny difference turns into a giant avalanching snowfall of the entire financial system of the planet cracking this what if, summer. What if this whole time the the sulfur rate? Was just the lidar rate in disguise. Dun dun dun. You just know, like a calculation between Fahrenheit and Celsius. Yeah, so it's like, the same amount of cold. This sounds so this in sounds, their world. This is uh, all of the banking power has just shifted from London to America. This so. sounds a lot like the failed attempt at converting America to the metric system. It might end up exactly <laughs> like that. As a matter of fact, Where they go, oops, sorry, rollback. Hey, I don't you know, know how one, true the story is about that, but online there's a post somewhere. Right, where the reason that America never switched over to the metric system is because the official weight was on a ship that was captured by pirates and never made it ashore. <laughs> perhaps that's fantastic. Perhaps that's our hilarious. most perhaps our most pirate sounding caller can weigh in on this, Major. Well, I was just I was just thinking if the British hadn't left the EU, might this not have happened sooner? Oh, I think that uh, the British leaving the EU has pretty much been uh, uh, like undone for the most part. Like they they got rid of the prime minister that was changing things. Uh, they got a new one in that is putting everything back exactly the way that it was. Like they are clipping the wings off of the Brexit as quickly as they possibly can. You know, I didn't know that. Major, yeah. uh, we can always count on you to bring us the latest in breaking financial news. <laughs> we appreciate the call. Thanks, man. That's way more than two sentences. Hey, you kept asking me questions. I'm sorry, I was curious. I, I knew it your would be. fault, Richard. Did I not predict more than two sentences? <laughs> claiming he's incapable. I said two sentences. Mm-hmm. Y'all kept asking. Speaking of saying more than two sentences, let's go to Sarah in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Sarah? And Sarah hung up. Oh. Right. Wow. Wow, all That's right. Unfortunate. Well, I guess uh, we'll just keep talking then. 
Uh, what were, were we talking about oh, last? Well, we were talking about that uh, Reason article. Oh, the FAA, there. and uh, it's, yeah, here we go. Uh, we were talking about blame the feds for your canceled flight this holiday. Uh, the the article says that uh, the Aviation Administration only has about 80% of the air traffic controllers it needs nationwide. Uh, the air traffic control facility covering New York City, for example, has only about half of the controllers it actually needs, the agency reported in March. It predicts that staffing shortfalls and spiking summer travel demand could see delays increase by 50%. Here's here's part of the irony with that, right? The government has unlimited funds, right. which means if they needed to fill 50% of their staffing, yep. they could just give everyone a raise. Yep. Or offer enough money to Start cover promoting it. people or training or people whatever, or whatever. Right? Right? Yeah. You, you hire could. the people and give them more than they can make elsewhere because they've got unlimited funds, right? And then they still choose to operate uh, shorthanded. Yeah. Not only that, the FAA blames the lingering effects of COVID-19 pandemic for its staffing shortages. Air traffic controller trainings were delayed to accommodate social distancing and subsequent programs to expedite the training of more controllers have not made up for lost time. Meanwhile, record numbers of people are expected to travel. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Well, uh, if I didn't know better, I'd say the government was inefficient somehow. Yeah, these short-term stressors are putting a lot of strain on government-run air traffic control systems. That's been very slow to adopt new technology. <gasps> say it ain't so. It is so. You know what's Quote, funny? Oh, go ahead. These problems have come out of years and years of underinvestment, Jeff Freeman weird of the u.s travel association told npr if the government doesn't act now the headaches won't just happen during peak travel season and holidays it's going to become our daily reality yeah oh i was just thinking um when they were making the atlas shrug movie mm -hmm. right they're like well this book is so old like how are they going to accommodate for you know no <laughs> people not wanting to use airplanes and going back into trains to make the movie make sense right well and here you are right shorthanded on uh, FAA staff, yep. right, causing oh, yeah. shortages and delays in yeah. air travel, mm -hmm. right, and people are going to have the opportunity to move back to rails to get to where they're going on time. Yeah. Interesting. Well, and since you pointed it out that, you know, they could just spend enough money to fix this, uh, here's the thing. The government doesn't actually want you moving around. That doesn't serve their corporate overlords at all. Okay. Like their corporate overlords want you stuck right where you are where it's hard to negotiate your pay. Well, yeah, but I mean, we're not talking about people migrating to different areas. We're That's talking about people traveling for uh, holidays. No, I'm saying that the incentive exists to make travel as difficult as possible when you're the government. Okay. Get this. Uh, this is a quote from Mark Scribner, a transportation policy analyst at Reason Foundation. We're about two decades behind peer countries. Uh, he said, of the U.S. air traffic control technology back in January. And the problem is not getting any better. So the United States uh, FAA is two decades behind in technology. When Scribner said that, it was in the wake of the crash of the notice-to-air mission system, which provides pilots breaking information about conditions at airports, which temporarily grounded thousands of flights. I think you all remember that from mm -hmm. uh, January. Most rich countries have spun off their traffic control operations into government-owned corporations or nonprofit user cooperatives. In the U.S., however, the FAA manages air traffic control directly. The arrangement has long been criticized for creating a conflict of interest. 
You the, think? The FAA <laughs> is both a regulator and operator of air traffic control systems. Well, how are they supposed to investigate themselves and find that there was no wrongdoing otherwise? <laughs> having a budget set by Congress and having to abide by government procurement regulations has also slowed the agency's adoption of technology that's standard for less government-managed systems. Uh, U.S. air traffic controllers still track flights using paper slips. Wow. Advanced. U.S. air traffic controllers still track flights using paper strips. They have like, what? what is this, like a Dungeon and Dragons map <laughs> on the table? And like, you are now in like Battleship or something? While the rest of the world has adopted electronic systems. With... Well, that's silly. Their unhackable graphite system is far superior, clearly. <laughs> these paper, Tell that to the voting people. <laughs> these paper strips were considered laughably outdated all the way back in 2009 when Reason produced a documentary about it. Only then, huh? <laughs> they were totally considered up to date. No, no, no. They were laughably outdated even in 2009. Oh. Yeah. The Trump what happens if there's a power outage? Won't be laughing at my pen and paper then, will you? The, um, we won't be flying on planes either. Yeah, that's true. The Trump administration last tried to spin off air traffic control operations into a nonprofit entity in 2017, but that reform went nowhere like many delayed travelers this weekend. The <laughs> Biden administration hasn't shown any interest in air traffic control reform either, meaning you... Can expect problems stemming from this backward system to only get worse. That's Take a track. Paper. Pieces <laughs> of paper. How does that even work? I don't I wanna, know. I want to learn that that skill. I once got hired for a management position. Everyone just folds up a paper airplane and throws it. If they crash, <laughs> then they know the planes are off course. On-site testing. <laughs> I once got hired for a management position over a, uh, a parts department, uh, and there was like five people, and the situation I walked into was one where people would call, they would answer the phones, they would talk to them, figure out what part they needed, see if we had it in stock, and if so, process the order. The way they processed the order was on slips of paper, which of course contained the customer's name, first name, last name, address, phone number. And their credit card information, full-on number and expiration date on wow. every piece of paper. And these pieces of paper were not organized in any way, shape, or form. Uh, some reps had it stuffed in a drawer underneath their desk or in the overhead cabinet. There was a big, giant pile of stuff that like, somebody was supposed to, at some point, kind of go through and catalog in the back of, of the room where this customer service unit was. And like pieces of paper were just all over, all over the place, on the ground, with like people's credit card numbers and stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, I have walked into a nightmare. <laughs> How long so, did you last? Oh, until uh, the, they laid everybody off. Oh, well, I got yeah. to retire because I took that drawer, you see. <laughs> what, what I did, of course, was digitize Trump. all of that and then create a new system that you know alleviated the need for oh. the paper. And they still oh. went out of business. So, so you can do that? Actually, my unit was the only profitable unit in the entire company. Does so. the FAA know you can do that? 603-283-6160. Somebody should tell them. If only there was some way to broadcast it to them, like over a couple hundred radio stations. Wow. I don't hear any uh, intro music. And you were just training peakless. And I was just... Press all the buttons. Yeah, it's weird.
but like all of the correct buttons uh, have been pressed. We rocked too hard. Yes. There's no rock left. That happened to me when I was uh, doing a band thing. We used to rent a band rehearsal room. And uh, one day, uh, we're like, hey, let's let's jam the new song. Okay, because you know, it's always fun to jam the new song. We start jamming the new song, and like about midway through it, the power goes out. Right? And we're like completely in the dark because these jam rooms are there's no windows right there's no you know other lighting or anything they're they're soundproof and thus light proof and so we're all standing there in the dark and somebody goes we rocked so hard that the power went out man <laughs> blew a transformer uh, oh yeah how did yeah. they feel about it yeah they enjoyed it <laughs> was it bumblebee no or optimus prime optimus prime you blew optimus prime absolutely wow. paid or pro bono Pro bono. Uh, it is saving the planet for for Optimus Prime. Yeah, yeah, it is Free Talk Live. The telephone number is six zero three two eight three six one six zero, and we're bearded tonight we uh, because Nikki is not here. We've brought in Peakless Mountaineer uh, as a the, suitable replacement, uh, adequate okay. for, for some purposes. Yeah, not as fun. A replacement. <laughs> Nikki talks over people less. I've spent more time looking so, at the captain So an improvement then. <laughs> it's a feature, not a bug? <laughs> well, depending on who I'm talking over, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jerome! I, <laughs> I'll give you that one. Uh, before we go on with the show and your calls, I want to say thank you to Matthew, who is a silver level amplifier. That means he gives uh, five bucks a month. That's all we ask for. You can give more. There's different levels. You can find out all about the AMPS program over at amps.freetalklive.com. That's amps.freetalklive.com. Uh, there's little perks that you get for the different levels and you know some AMP-only exclusives. That shouldn't be why you want to contribute, though. Why would you want to contribute? Why would Matthew want to give us five bucks a month? Because Matthew enjoys the hosts, the co-hosts, the callers, the topics, the fact that we come at things from the perspective of freedom, peace, liberty, and those types of things, and and, uh, prosperity also. So if those are things you enjoy and you want to help us get on more radio stations uh, and help us promote this show, become an amplifier over at amps.freetalklive.com. Thank you again, Matthew, for your contribution. We appreciate you. All right, let's uh, let's go to the phones. We've got Sarah in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Um, yeah, nice for the uh, Sunday edition. Um, yeah, I'm just so excited that we got our public access channel and back. And you just can't hide it? You sound excited. Well, to the public. I mean, we've always had that public access, but... Hey, everyone. Uh, I, I have a two-part question. Uh, are you about to lose control, and do you think you like it? Well, we get our stolen yeah, well, television it's, it's, back, everyone. Well, the thing is that we've always had one. it, but it was un- What it was, uh, it was squashed by the the Republican mayor. Good. He uh, underfunded so it, and then he kept harassing the um, the people, uh, the studio. They made him. Like move the location every year. Oh no! So it just threw everybody off. So that that was a way of like suppressing the cable station. And uh, I I don't know if that was technically legal. 
You know what I mean? I I, I don't know. You because you, every it's only illegal if you do it. If somebody else does it, it's perfectly fine. What did you say? It's only illegal if you do it. If somebody else does it, it's fine. Well, that's what I'm talking about. I, I couldn't believe to the extent that the mayor just uh, destroyed a cable access. I, I, I'm, I was like, what? Where is I mean, the station? Well, I, I walked into it by walking downtown right on Central. Some guy was staying, standing out there, and I said, I said, what are you, what are you doing? I said, this is our uh, new cable access channel uh, studio. And then I saw the uh, studio, and we're welcoming producers. I'm like, where did you guys vanish to? I mean, we, we, we didn't, I mean. Are you going to be a producer now, Sarah? Are you going to be a producer now? I'm thinking about me and Richard. We're, we might start producing a show. I mean, we, because uh, now it. it's. Uh, so- I, want some, I want some clarity, right? Because there's the difference between public access and cable, and cable access. access. Right. Right. Sometimes the local cable company will put together a studio mm-hmm. and allow local content to be on for a fee or however that works. And that's perfectly that, legitimate. That's exactly yeah, 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 yeah. I agree with you there. Yeah, if that if yeah, that's what they what he uh suppressed, then uh that's uh, that's BS. So and, Sarah, do you know was it public access or was it cable access? Um, this is a I think I don't know, there, there is some I know that this was on uh, cable access twenty six. You have to subscribe to cable to watch this show. So likely cable, cable access, yeah. So I, I know that the CAO he wanted to ban the government channel. He wanted to like uh, hell. I want to ban the government channel. You mean CNN, Fox, and all of the rest? The government channel. What's the what's the CNN, MSNBC, C-SPAN, C-SPAN, yeah. That, okay. No, 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 I'm talking about government channel 16. Yeah, I'm talking about government channels too. C-SPAN seems to be the least offensive because there's like no commentary. It's just a zoom in on what's going on. Ooh, maybe somebody could do like an MST3K and just heckle over the top <laughs> of C-SPAN. That, that sounds like a, a business that. model right there. Well, now, what you guys are saying is that the only outlet that is all controlled by the five giant corporate media and then... That's why people fought so hard in the 1976 to get the access channel so the the other opposing view or the community could have some kind of voice. Uh, Wait, wait, wait. So so our our options are the big five giant super mega corporations or – wait, is this – now is this a channel that they had to steal money from people in order to put on and then they like let you have access to it? Well, it's funded by the. We don't pay any money to produce a show. It's. Uh, it's. I think it's government tax funded. But our yeah, mayor. Yeah. Yeah. So they stole a bunch of money in order for this okay. channel to exist, All and right. that's your option, other than the the five giant mega corporations that the government keeps. Okay. I mean, so the real solution would be you just pop up an antenna and broadcast, right? right? Uh, in a, in a, in in a jail, free market, exactly. right. Yeah, in a free market, that would be the solution. However. Uh, this fight that Sarah talks about uh, in uh, the 70s, 75, 76 in there, uh, was uh, fought because television was the dominant uh, broadcast mm-hmm. method at the time. And then cable came up and became the dominant broadcast method at the time. Mm-hmm. Well, now cable and television are not the dominant broadcast method. We know that the internet is the dominant broadcast method so in effect sarah what's going on is somebody has resurrected a dinosaur 
that is called cable access. The Jurassic Park of cable TV. Mm. Yeah, but something is better than nothing. I, I produced one hour show. People liked it. It was a bus rider show. They want to. You don't say. I would have never expected you to produce a show about riding the bus. Well, I don't know if I was. I was just uh, uh, me and my friend, the bus rider. We decided to talk about what bus service we needed and what's the problem with it. What we and it was so popular, it got played sixty times, and people have seen me in Gallup or Grant all over. Um, I don't know how I got that. Uh, my show was all out there everywhere. Do uh, I, I, do, I do people recognize you in public now? Well, the thing is, I used to have like a, a weekly show with Acorn, a community show, and people did recognize me um, when I was in Los Angeles and stuff like that. Sarah, so can I, I, I can I make that. a confession? Yes. All right. So I wasn't always called Captain Kickass. No. Yeah, there was a time. That's in, not your Christian name. There was a time in my life when I I had a different I had a different name, and uh, it was in in the Seattle Washington area. I found myself without a vehicle, and I didn't have enough money to buy a new one, and so I had to, of course, ride the bus. Now, right. Seattle's got a pretty good bus system, so I was able to do the thing, and mm-hmm. it cost me money buying the bus pass and all that kind of stuff. But um, this is before the internet, or at least before I had the internet. Uh, and it was difficult to figure out where to make your transfers if you had to go a long distance, uh, you know, from one side of town to the other. Seattle's a pretty big place. Oh, yeah, the bus maps. Yeah, the bus maps oh, and, goodness. like, the signs. Oh, and then yeah. they had this number that you could call. It was B-U-S-T-I-M-E, mm-hmm. right, the bus time number, which was an automated thing, and it would say, enter the number of the stop that you're at, and not all of the stops had numbers, or if they did, they'd fallen off or were scratched or graffitied out oh, or whatever. The, the, the bus number technology was advanced from Denver. It took forever for them to yeah. put that so, up there. So at any rate... Um, I, I had on pieces of paper. I had a yeah, friend no, of mine. You had, to, you had to be like, okay, I'm at this and this, and then search it on the internet. But they, for the longest time, yeah. you couldn't right, just search. Now before I meet you. <laughs> this is pre-internet. Pre-internet. All right. So I had a friend of mine who was legally blind. Right. So he could not get a driver's license and pilot a vehicle. Now mm. he could see. Right. He could walk and you know all that kind of stuff. Sometimes he had to walk on a certain side of you or that kind of thing. But other than that, he, you know, you wouldn't know that he was legally blind. But since he couldn't ride, drive a car, he was, I called him bus boy, right? Because he was sort of the, the genius of the bus system. He rode the bus so much and so often that I would just call him and be like, hey, man, can you? I'm here at the corner of 76th and 3rd. I need to get over to Bellevue, and I need to be there in like two hours. He's like, okay, you get on that bus, and you go downtown, and you find 3rd and you know Lander Street, and you get on the 14 going east, and then you get off there, and then you bam, you'll be there. I'm like, okay, he was like the wizard. It would funnier if you guys just got him like a Japanese so, car and let him ride in the past. So hang on, side. hang on. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. I'm getting to the point of the story. The point was that I was not always called Captain Kickass, right? Uh it became uh, such a thing for me to call this guy Busboy that uh, we became a duo because I absorbed his knowledge whenever Captain he would kick ass and Busboy. Captain Metro. Oh. And his trusty sidekick, Busboy. Right. So sometimes I'd be at a bus stop and somebody else would be like, oh my gosh, I don't know. And I'd be like, this is a job for Captain Metro and Busboy. And I'd call my buddy <laughs> up and be like, hey, there's a lady standing here and she needs to get, you know, give him the directions. Wait, and he'd be like, okay, here's what she needs to do. Wait, so your sidekick was your superpower? You know, that's new. I've never seen that in a comic book before. Hey, anarchists do it. <laughs> if this they want. was a Spider Man thing, he'd be like the guy in the chair or the guy at the desk. Jay Jonah James? Yeah. So, oh. 
But, but that's really interesting. But you know, I, I just uh, I, I just really. can't believe how Mayor Barry just stomped on that station as much as he did and got away with it. Marion Barry, um, wait, wait. I mean, he just. You mean a powerful politician got away with not responding to the desires of his constituency? No. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I can't believe it took so long for us to get the station by where to start. I think me and Richard could go have a pedestrian of um, Albu- safety of Albuquerque show every other week now. So and right now, Sarah, the there's this thing left. called YouTube. I don't know if you've heard of this, but you and Richard can take a small camera or a phone and make all the videos you want and post them on this website called YouTube. And we'll see how many people watch that. Yeah, and you could get not only the people in your town to see this, not only the people in the state of New Mexico to see this, but millions of people in the entire world across the world could see these things. And also, if you produce enough content that's interesting enough and gathers an audience, Sarah, YouTube will kick you down some money for it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but we don't know how to do all that computer. And I think there's Comcast somehow on the computer somehow. I don't, you could get a streaming live, some a website, or I don't know. They used to hook it up like yeah, that. Well, I don't what know. you need is what somebody who is uh, not graduated grade school yet to help you out. Even even better, before they make it illegal, Sarah needs a TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm at the bus station. And I'm trying to get from here to there. Can I, anybody help I might, me? I might watch Sarah's TikToks. There you go, Sarah. TikTok is your outlet. Yeah, but I'm just so happy that we got the station. And I, I just, I'm just, uh, I, I'm amazed that he got away with what, whatever he's just stomped on the station. For I don't so know many years. how you can be amazed that a politician got away with something. Yeah. And also, what are you going to do about it? He got away with this. How do you hold him responsible for it? Well, for some reason, we fought to get that. It's a tiny studio. We used to have a, a t- TV station um, 10 times as big as what, what we got right now. It's amazing. He shrank it. Uh, did you? That, I mean, it's did like you hear the question, How do you hold this politician responsible for crushing your television station? Like, well, how do you hold I, him I accountable? I think he's going to, he screwed up the airport, too. He overcharged it, never finished it. He was on the news about that, too. Take him uh, hostage um, and put him on the air on the public access the feed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, then do a fun drive, <laughs> right? If we collect enough money from your constituents whom you serve, right, then we won't execute you. Right. But if you've served nobody... Hey, Sarah, thank you for the call. Good luck, and uh, let us know when your TV show airs. We'll see how much value you've brought to this community. (laughs) You know, this sounds like a much better political system than the one we have. (laughs) Also more fun, right? Wow. You would actually have to serve. It would be a death sentence to, like, fail miserably at your job as politician. So, you know, there's a... mm, it's a, a truism about police that, you know, if you call them, they, they'll show up, they might shoot your dog. In this case, uh, if you call them, they show up and shoot your 11-year-old boy. Yep. This is from CNN.com. 11-year-old Mississippi boy who was shot by responding police officer after calling 911 is released from the hospital. The good news is, is he's alive and he, he's doing well. 
An 11-year-old Mississippi boy who was shot by police after he called 911 for help is recovering after being released from the hospital, according to his family. The family is calling for the officer to be fired and charged with the shooting. Uh, the shooting. Uh, Adarian was shot in the chest by an Indianola Police Department officer early Saturday morning while the officer was responding to a domestic disturbance call at the child's home, according to his mother, Nicola Murray. And you know his stepdad warned him. Boy, don't you dare call the cops. Murray told CNN that the irate father of another one of her children arrived at her home at 4 a.m. on Saturday. Concerned about her safety, Murray asked Adarian to call the police. See? Murray said the officer who arrived at the home had his gun drawn at the front door and asked those inside that were home to come outside. Murray said her son was shot while coming around the corner of the hallway into the living room. Can't be sneaking up on cops like that. Once yeah, he, right in front of them. Once he came from around the corner, he got he shot, Murray said. move around the corner. I cannot grasp why the same cop that told him to come out of the house shot him. He kept asking, why did he shoot me? What did I do wrong, she said. You called the police. Yeah. The shooting happened within what felt like one to two minutes after the officer asked those in the house to come outside, Murray said. Gave him plenty of time to comply. The boy was given a chest tube and placed on a ventilator at the University of Mississippi Medical Center in Jackson. He had a collapsed lung, fractured ribs, and a lacerated liver because of the shooting. What did he shoot him with? A 12-gauge? I mean, it's an 11-year-old boy. They're not yeah. built that yeah, strong. I guess. Yeah. His mother said uh, he was released from the hospital Wednesday. CNN has reached out to the hospital. Two other children, including Murray's daughter and two-year-old nephew, were also in the home at the time of the shooting, he said. They, however, were not shot. And don't you know, nine millimeter explodes on impact. Right? <laughs> Thank Biden you, Joe. said something. Yeah. Thank you, Joe Biden. Yeah. Body camera footage has not been released. Moore told CNN the incident was captured on police body camera video. The attorney said his request for the body camera footage was denied due to an ongoing investigation. The body camera video of the incident has not been released publicly. Moore said he was told there's also video of the incident from a nearby gas station. The Indianola Police Department confirmed that the officer involved in the shooting is named Greg Capers. Greg Capers. But did not provide any additional details on the shooting. Telling CNN the police chief was unavailable. CNN reached out to Capers for comment, but did not immediately hear back. Well, to, to his defense or his credit or whatever, but you shouldn't be making statements to the media in the middle of an investigation. Right, that's just smart tactics. But shooting an 11-year-old boy is? Obviously a bad move, right? But if you go like, yeah, I came around the corner and I shot him, they're going to use that in court. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I was trying to shoot someone else entirely. Right. <laughs> on Monday evening, the Indianola Board of Aldermen voted to place capers on paid administrative leave. It's like we can we can write these articles for them. They don't what? Wait, we just wait. use a template. It's an AI generated article. I'm, I'm getting a premonition. They're going to investigate themselves. Even if they find him guilty upon internal investigation, right, he will cop up in another department twenty miles down the road and be back at work by Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, an MBI spokeswoman said due to this being an ongoing investigation, no further comment will be made. CNN has contacted the district attorney's office for the fourth circuit court and the Mississippi attorney general's office for comments. Those are forthcoming. The family 
is, of course, angry. Murray said that after her son was shot, she placed her hand on his wound to apply pressure as he sang gospel songs and prayed while bleeding out. Is this a black family? Does it say? Do we know? It doesn't say. Are we assuming it's a black family? Uh, no. No? Not I, just you. Okay. But I will say that you don't have to be angry. I'm sure that when they investigate themselves, they'll find that there was no wrongdoing that occurred. The officer, she said, did try to help render first aid and placed his hand on the top of hers to try to stop Adarian's bleeding. Huh. Or, you know, to end his life so he didn't face prosecution. Uh. When an ambulance arrived, medics were very attentive, she said. Adarian came within an inch of losing his life, Moore said. It's not okay for a cop to do this and get away with this. The mother asked Adarian to call the police on her daughter's father. He walked out of his room as directed by the police, and then he got shot. Murray said police told her that her daughter's father was taken into custody later in the day on Saturday, but was eventually released because she had not filed a report against him. To which she responded, when was I going to have time to do that? I was in the hospital with my son, she said, reacting to the news Ooh, of the man's shot. release. Right. I was a little busy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, you shot my kid. I didn't have time to file a report against the guy I was calling you for in the first place because you shot my kid. Well, it's Man. almost like you would expect them to do something when they shoot an innocent. Maybe I'm just assuming it was a black family because when you round the corner like that, right, or you, having the gun drawn, Right, doesn't seem like suburban American behavior. Mm. I figured it was the Adarian name and the gospel music. The gospel. I, I had the thought in my head before I heard the name of the music, but that does add to the the assumption. Four days after the shooting, Murray told CNN that no one came to the hospital from the police station, nor had she spoken to any police investigators about the shooting. I'm just happy my son is alive, she said, while holding back her tears. Moore told CNN that he is furious that Capers remains employed. We believe that the city and the officer should be liable to Adarian for the damages they've caused, the attorney said. Moore said they will hold a sit-in protest at the Indianola City Hall Thursday morning. Indianola is a small, mostly African-American town with 31% of the population below the poverty line. Honestly, the answer, the you know, the true answer is probably the part where he said, like, father of another one of my kids mm. went, there you go yeah that's getting a lot more common in uh in in every community really you're right but uh, there's a bias there i mean he's not really employed employed means you're still working and getting paid he's just getting paid so it's cushy yeah. shoot a kid get a vacation right i mean this is just more evidence of the ongoing police state uh, that uh, we used to warn you was coming. Well, it's here. It's been here. Uh, it's been here for quite some time now, and it's only going to get worse, particularly as we see things like the financial collapse continue. Uh, the value of the U.S. dollar uh, is just in dire straits right now. Mm -hmm. uh, other countries are considering moving off of the dollar standard. Uh, inflation is higher than it's ever been at any point in history of the U.S. Your dollar is worth so much less now than it was even five years ago, much less ten years ago. More last week. Uh, yeah, uh, it's it's ridiculous. And so those of you who have been listening, you're in the know. Uh, if you're just beginning to listen to Free Talk Live, please continue doing so. In fact, you can go listen to our archives over at 
freetalklive.com and hear all the back shows. If you don't have a full three hours to listen to all the shows, there are the digest versions as well that exist, which are somewhere between, you know, 40, 45 minutes. Maybe the Free Talk Live was right in the end. Hmm. Put it's another one in job. the jar. Another we quarter are, in the Free Talk Live was right jar. We are out of time. Thank you to Peakless Mountaineer for filling in for Nikki. Thank you to Richie Rich for your presence on Sundays as always. Thank you to our callers and, of course, all of our listeners. We appreciate you. Peace. want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate well i know a guy who's really great it's the realtor mark ward now you can learn more about the awesome things happening here in new hampshire in our march toward liberty in our lifetime our friends at porcupine real estate are hosting a series of webinars to educate you on the expanded freedoms enjoyed by new hampshire citizens reserve your seat today at move.freetalklive.com Topics include gun freedom, medical freedom, and political freedom victories. They also have a couple on best practices for moving to the free state and finding housing. These webinars are super helpful and free to attend once you've registered at move.freetalklive.com. Visit their YouTube channel, Porcupine Real Estate, for videos from past presentations and sign up for upcoming webinars for free at move.freetalklive.com. Porcupineralestate.com